In the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. I just want to give a shout out before the show starts to all the sponsors, all the local businesses that have been coming through to help us out and get this thing started. Thank you to you guys. Total Truck Accessory Center. Go check them out at 7700 Homer Drive. They're your one-stop shop for canopies, spray-in bed liners, LED light bars, and more. Total Truck. TheTreehouseAK.com. Located at 341 Boniface Parkway. They're your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bartender today what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance. Cutting lawns but not cutting quality. Hit them up at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58. Handcrafted Alaskan-made cider. They also got a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out, doubleshovelcider.com. Anchortown Dogs, located across from the 4th Avenue Theater in front of the historical building. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. Get yourself a legit reindeer dog. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans restore their dreams. Voted number one in the state since 1972. Water restoration, fire restoration, remodeling, cleaning, anything that you have to do with your home, inside and outside, give those guys a call or check out tailoredrestoration.com. Unana. What's my name? Unana. <laughs> well, I think it's official we have to make a caribou call t-shirt. Yeah, I told you it's a movement. Yeah. It yeah. really is. That's yeah, going to turn into that. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. I'm seeing on Instagram, like once a week, somebody's mentioning something. I'm like, okay, it's catching on. Yeah. It really is. How you doing, B? Good. Good. I'm whooped, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Spring. I had to muster it up tonight. <laughs> Spring's coming in hot? It is, man. It's hit me in the face. I'm like, the, the shit's about to hit the fan. And I'm not really ready. Yeah. Actually, speaking of fans, like you better just make sure your fans work. It's getting hot now yeah. in the house. Yeah, sweating driving around in the truck today. Yeah, I'm like all right, saw sixty, saw sixty on the sixty degrees in the pickup. So yeah. t-shirt weather finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, the kids got me run ragged, dude. I right bet. now, out yeah. biking and oh, I love it. Now the kids are outside riding their oh. bikes. Man, it's like a full. There's like 20 kids on my street, mm-hmm. and they're just going back and forth. Da, 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 skateboards, bikes, Nerf guns, balls, four square. Yeah. It's just endless. Still stomping in the, the what's left of the snow berms in the circle? Uh, oh, yeah. Snow, yeah. Snowball. <laughs> just get the last little snowball fight in. Yeah, they're going. Now they're older than just jumping in puddles. Yeah. They're actually like playing games with the chalk, like setting up the four square and things like that, mm-hmm. and base, like setting up the baseball game. And it's organized. Yeah, like <laughs> I see one of them tell the the like someone parked in the cul-de-sac, and one of the kids told the guy, "Could you move? We're <laughs> about to play a kickball game. Come in our space here." <laughs> yeah, the spring energy is contagious. I mean, 
LAS is popping. You know, people are getting the boats in the water. Mm. Today, the well it went from four feet of snow last week in my yard to where I have to rake it. Yeah. In less than a week. It's pretty yeah. awesome. Yeah, it came in fast. I uh I think it really officially hit last Saturday. Yeah. And it I think it's later compared to what it's been the last couple of years. I think we got blessed with some early springs and, you know, water breaking out and guys were getting out fishing and doing their thing more, you know, a little lot earlier than they're used to. Uh, this year seems like it was a lot like where we're used to growing up. Yeah. You know. And it's still, it's still a month from being green. Yeah. Like the snow is going to melt by what, middle of next week. It'll pretty much be gone, but it'll still take all of them another month before yeah. it, it finally flourishes. Then you hit the muck and yuck trail season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah. Kinda, kinda is that another like mountain bike lingo thing? No. Oh, it's just, okay. Yeah. You know, can't get on those trails without digging a hole. It's like you're a moose walking around, leaving these long, yeah. deep imprints. You're drilling little mud wells and yeah, getting all your shit dirty. Yeah, and people don't realize, you know, you you think it's all good, and then you go hit the back trails in the shade. Oh, it's still and there's still ice and snow, yeah. or if there isn't, it's muck and wet and yeah, it's kind of shitty. But everybody yeah. just plugs away and and will I get excited about switching the garage up, oh, <laughs> like yeah. full OCD. Oh yeah. Just put like the the shovels back in the shed and the ice Such auger in the feeling. shed and the sleds in the set shed and pull the other stuff out and like turn the four-wheeler on and you oh, yeah. know oil it up and just charge the battery yeah get fully ready for the for the full change out sweep the garage what's you know. the, what are the pieces of gear that you bring in that you get most stoked about um I start looking at the fly fishing rods. You know, I start oh, pulling yeah. them down. Like, I better get the line on this before. Mm-hmm. Um, the four-wheeler, too, because we got a, a little four-wheeling trip this Saturday. Mm. Um, that's probably the main one. The trailer's dried off. I'm ready to just load that thing up and go go Not ride. Good. Yeah. It's exciting. I I was super excited to get my camping chairs out of the shed. Oh, they were kind of yeah. in the way. I put the ice auger in there. Because I got that now. Yeah. So I was like, oh, where the fuck am I going to put this? I didn't think about that. I was like, they're awkward. You can't, like, stand them up. Yeah. I left mine standing up in the shed, like, between two beams. And I put, like, a... Like, supporting the... Like, two little screws on both sides and put, like, a little rope or, like, a little bungee right there. So it just won't... Like, it can tilt a little bit because the kids were in and out of there getting stuff. So just not going to get knocked over. Yeah, I've seen yeah, people screw in those big hooks, too, and hang off handles. Oh, That'd be the that's a good idea. Yeah. yeah. Well, I kind of made it work and to put it where it needed to go. I got my camp chairs out, and I was like, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Once these come out, man, you know what's on. Yeah. I think one of the things is the uh, the firewood. I know I've been hitting you up, like, where can I get this firewood? Because I like to be loaded up, pro tip. I like to be loaded for yep. the summer, like Early. a quarter two. And I normally go through about two cords in in the summer. Yeah, easy. And so I'd like to get the first one in, stack, loaded, ready to go. So when it's go time for camping, it's just load up the tote and we're ready to ride. Yeah. And it seems like at t- you kind of have to do that anyway because it just, needless to say, about half the time you come back with partially seasoned wood. So you're, mm. now you're seasoning wood you just got. You know, mm-hmm. you got to get that second load in. Yeah. Yeah, we need a uh, – man, we need that legit firewood guy. Yeah. You I know? thought we found him last year. Yeah. It's, had, it's questionable You had a little mishap there. Yeah, I ended up getting um, – we're not going to 
say the guy's name, but we end, I ended up getting some of that spruce beetle kill, and we had it in the house because we like to have fires in the house um, in the wintertime, you know, on the weekends at night mm -hmm. and just have the fire going. And um, I kept seeing these these bugs, like, by the light, by the lamp, and I'm like, where are these bugs coming from? And then I realized, like, those are spruce beetles coming out of the spruce beetle kill that yeah. I bought from this guy. And I was like, what mm. the fuck, dude? I was so mad. Yeah. I had to put it outside, and, like, now there's, like, who knows how many. I actually just found, I think, hopefully the last one, like, well, now you spread them into the neighborhood, and now they're going to. Yeah, and now I'm like, what kind of that. damage did I do to mm. these people around the neighborhood mm. with that? You know, well, He's been slinging that wood for a couple of years. So, I mean, that's what all spruce is in South Central Alaska anymore anyway is yeah. spruce beetle kill. Yeah, but but some of them don't have it. Like, they've already moved on to the next tree, yeah. and you can get some that, that doesn't have it. But I'd definitely be aware of that. And it's hard to tell because they're, like, inside yeah. of there. You can't yeah. just yeah. see it, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Maybe some viewers can throw down some names. Oh yeah! Outfits. If you're a, if you're a wood guy and you got some dry birch, I like I really like birch over the spruce, personally. Mm. Um, but if you got it, please hit us up. Let us know on Instagram. We're at our uh, email Alaska Wild Project, and uh, let us know, and we'll blast you out. Because man, we're looking. We can. We got about mm -hmm. ten cords to buy right now between probably us four. Homie yeah. hooked it up though. I mean, I think you pull up and just he brings the little loader over and fills your truck. To the brim. Yeah. I've got some good wood from him yeah. before. Yeah. It's hit or miss. I mean, that's a I bummer think, that you had the, the beetle thing, but, you know. It's hit, it's hit or miss for sure. Just go Fire. birch. Yeah. Just go birch. Yeah. 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 But sometimes it's hard to find. I'm willing to spend a little bit more mm -hmm. if it's some dry good, and ready. Good stuff. You know, yeah. don't say it's dry when it's not. Oh, totally. It rarely is. I mean, these guys aren't covering their stuff and, you know. You know how it is in Alaska. The between the the <clears throat> the fall, the freeze, the thaws, the rain during the winter, the snow melt, then the spring. The shit isn't just yeah. always trying to dry in a wet environment. Yeah. So well, it's a minimum get, of two years, isn't it, for yeah. it to be seasoned? Yeah, all and the it's way. still sort of, you know, minimum. It, yeah, you're still like stacking a ring around your fire and drying out mm -hmm. the firewood while you're burning the. The, the, yeah. the wood that's I think the, the worst is when you go to one of the grocery stores and you get like a, the bundle for the weekend and it's oh, like yeah. wet. You can't even, you're just fighting oh, it the man. whole time. Yeah. Jeez. It's the worst. You, you do need a little bit of wet wood though. You, you have to bring those three or four pieces. And uh, when your fire's going late and all the neighbor campgrounds are, very folks true. are over partying at your fire and you're trying to sleep and you just walk out and kind of exchange some pieces of wood with those smoky ones and smoke them out. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, smoke out the bugs, too. Yeah. There you go. Wake up with <clears> a no mosquitoes and uh, actually get a good night's sleep. Oh, that's true. And that, that actually, that damp wood, if you save it at the end and you're trying to extend your fire, it's kind of nice. You throw yeah. that wet stuff in there, it's already got white coals. It's going to burn. Yeah. It smokes off for a second. Just enough to get the bugs off, but it does last a little longer. Mm. So that's kind of nice. I mean, got to find a you know positive in it somewhere. Yeah. So, so I was... Yeah. Watching, uh, you know, the Instagram that we were down there and and Homer this weekend, and uh, you see that Elieska is now doing a downhill fat tire bike oh, ride. Yeah. So a bunch of the homies went and did that this weekend, but that seemed like a really rad new summer act or spring activity. Sounds sounds gnarly. Yeah. Like, sounds like some somebody's gonna eat some shit, and that's oh, gonna that's, be well. They've been doing so, something similar a little later. Um. But that's so are they going to keep that up all I, year? I think hopefully? it was just an event. I, well, oh, they have no. the downhill stuff, right? But yeah. this was in the snow. 
Oh, okay. So like Johnny Severson and okay, all those that's guys were up on, you know, going up the tram right now where there's still good skiing, lots of snow. It's corn, yeah. it's corn snow up there right now, but then they race their bikes down <laughs> and it just seemed real awesome. That's cool. My, my goal is to have one of those bikes by next winter. I've already talked to multiple people, you and Johnny and Spinelli and, and Katrina and other people that are just big time into it. Oh, it's and I'm time. like, what's the one, what's the one, what's the one. And I just act like a newbie after I've. I already, I already know like what I want, but I'm just like, what do you suggest? What do you think? Da, 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 yeah. da. And they're so excited to just to tell you, you know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's going to blow your mind. The access to just like pristine Alaska within our community on a daily basis. It's awesome. Yeah. And I'm just going to do the, uh, I'm just going to buy myself one and my wife for, for our anniversary and that's it. We're just going to start doing that. To score mad points. Yeah. yeah. Looks, looks like a lot of work. Well, yeah. I mean, anything that's fun is a lot of work. I mean, it's like riding a bike. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you got to pedal twice as much to get where you need to get to. Yeah. I mean, just you're based not... on seeing folks around town, I'm like, cool, cool. Yeah, but you're I mean, seeing I, them I like wanna... on the side of the road, not in the in the woods. I where like the, the, the bike idea, is meant to be. but I'm like, mm. the one trail breaker person, that person is right. doing all the work. Okay. Then you're yeah. falling in their tracks. Yeah. It's, He's a dude out there with the headlight and the flashing light at 5.30 a.m. Oh, getting yeah. after it. Bike didn't work 17 every below. Day. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the one guy you used to see rollerblading down the coastal trail with the broom. He was the one rollerblader guy, but he was like, man, just these rocks keep the messing me up. Dude. Yeah, he's just like, <laughs> just like <laughs> with the broom. He's the groomer? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, my man, bro. You he's ever seen that guy? It sounds like he's practicing his hands for hockey. Oh, yeah. He's okay. probably got a mean. He's got uh, the dangles. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, yeah, I'm going to put that He's got rock. a mean toe drag. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put this rock right in the pond. So you guys mentioned last weekend the Derby, man. What what's up with that? Let's get the let's oh, get the, the, on the Derby. I mean, let's get the like yeah. let's get the long short version here. Okay. Let's All right. Well, before we get to the Derby, let's introduce our guest because our guest was in the oh, Derby as well. Oh, there we go. Okay. And for people that are hearing this, this is we're recording a couple weeks earlier. We just went to the Derby last weekend um to the Homer Winter King Derby. It was a spectacular time, spectacular day. And uh, we got skunked, but our special guest here tonight, we have the legendary Josh Boots, famous East Sider, owner of the Treehouse, rapper extraordinaire, one of the best lyricists in the world, I'd say, Alaska legend, outdoorsman, legendary family of the Boots East Side crew. <laughs> thanks for coming out. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, man. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, welcome, Josh. Yeah, and we uh, forgot the the real estate guru. Dude. Oh, the real estate guru oh, too. This guy got to have a lot of streams, a lot of revenue do. streams. You do a lot of revenue streams. Of this guy, hustles. this guy, really is a unique uh, realtor. I mean, he he worked with us when buying my house, and I mean, it was a tough time. I think it's very similar, to like what this year is going to be. Josh could probably elaborate on that. The housing market's crazy, right? Yeah, super crazy. When I bought my house years ago, it was like that. Right. You know, the, the house we ended up buying, we made an offer, lost it. Like 30 days later, Josh calls me out of the blue. The deal fell through. It fell in our lap. We ended up paying like 12000 over what they wanted for it to yeah. get it. And But it was his diligence and, and you know, push and just being on top of it. Um, and then and then the vibe of, you know, taking you out around town and doing that thing. It was, yeah. it was something that, like, you know realtors you get they're all different walks yeah. of life but if you want just somebody real yeah. and, and just 
will tell it to you straight, steer you in the right direction, the whole nine. Yeah, yeah. He, he I think uh, I think the word Josh told me, and I think I was telling you this. I was like, he he'll just because people always want to ask a realtor like, oh, should I get this? Do you think it's a good deal? Da, 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 da. And and Josh would be like. I wouldn't fuck with it. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's all I need to know. <laughs> and that's it. You know what I'm saying? He's like, you should probably make an offer. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Or else it's going to be like, gone. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, but I we, mean, I just try to help. I, a lot, you know, a lot of times I'm working with friends or family or a referral of friends and family. And so at the end of the day, I don't care about the deal. I care about the relationship. So I'm going to tell the person exactly how I feel give them all the info and then I'm going to help them make the decision that they decide to make and pursue whatever goal that they want to have. You know? Yeah. I think the honesty is, is probably the main, the main um, perspective that someone's looking for. You know, someone is going to tell them really like, yeah, you know, what do you see? Cause you see more houses than the average person. Right. Whereas a first time home buyers, you know, it's a whirlwind. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. So do you prefer working with the buyer, the seller? Well, right now I prefer working with the seller because you put a house on the market today and there's like five <laughs> offers and it's like, as long as you price it right, it's, you know, over ask and people are competing. Um, so yeah, definitely the seller and the seller, but I like both. I mean, both are fun when you're working with a buyer and they're, they're getting a home either way. It's, it's one of the biggest transaction in, in a person's life. And so to be able to like be blessed to be able to help people get through that is amazing. And so that's why I'll, I'll, no matter what, I'll always continue to do that, you know? Yeah. But yeah, sellers are the way I, the best way I could describe it is you can, you can manage a hundred listings, but you could never have a hundred buyers with mm. by yourself. Right. So a lot of legwork listings yeah. are, yeah. are, are, you can, you can better manage your time with listings right. than buyers. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you were solid in the buyer side. Yeah. As far as just, you know, finding the one somebody wants. Like, we're good We're good friends, and he's like, yeah, he's an OCD motherfucker, so we're going to get him. We're going to find – he really can narrow it down. Like, this guy's only going to yeah. want to do, you know, right. this house. And yeah. so, <clears throat> no, it was, um, it was a great experience and something I'll never forget. And I definitely advise anybody if you're in, in that uh, – time frame in your life where you're ready to do that or make a change you know to call yep. yeah i got so. two out of three alaska wild guys here helping with the house so jack you're up next bud yeah. <laughs> i think i'm in my lifetime house lifetime yeah. house yeah you like that yeah that's a great place to be i'm yeah. trying to get there too we uh I purchased that house about four years ago and took ripped 11 walls out and remodeled the whole oh, thing nice. before i moved in and man i love it that's amazing. Yeah, we're yeah. At seven houses from the the coastal trail and go oh, go totally. play outside real easy. But if I'm not, I, I got my guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll go to Boots. Let's see, there you yeah. go. You ever see the broom guy? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about the broom guy, Daniel. He wears headphones too. Uh, the yeah. rollerblader. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of, and and. Just so people that maybe don't know, Josh and I have a big history with music and in and, and the hip hop game in Alaska here. Um, we we started with Star Spangled Grammar in 1999, 2000? Yeah, I think 99. 99, yeah. we put out a mixtape, did really well. Ended up forming a uh, a crew with Jeremy Santacross, who's A Cream, who's now Cream Soda. He has the Cream Soda podcast and formulated Arctic Flow Records. And from there, uh, put out four to five different albums. 
um, did shows all over the state. A lot of people, you know, we got a big history with doing the music here. Um, not just in Anchorage, but we'd go all over the place and do shows and stuff like that. Um, so, so I, I fucking lost where I was going with that, but, um, just giving yeah. a little history. Yeah. A little history of, yeah. of that. Um, well, we were talking about the sweeper originally. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah hold into you guys' epic music. Yeah. Stardom. Yes. So St- yeah. Stardom, I guess <laughs> local stardom. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you guys were, you guys were, you guys were the shit back then, bro. Not doing now, just yeah. I'm back, still the you know. Yeah, I'm talking about those those young those young years, man. We were all kids, and and you guys were doing something that nobody else had ever really done. Yeah, that was hip hop in Alaska. Like, hold on, let me let me let me hold up. No disrespect to all the other guys that have been doing it, or maybe it did some shit before you guys. All right, I know there's a history and 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 a, a lot of honor and and you know, respect for the guys that have done it in the state because it's not something that a lot of people do. But you guys, you guys have kind of took it to another level. I don't really know a whole lot of other guys that, that did, you know? Yeah, a lot of history there. Um, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of crazy shows, um, a lot of touring the state, uh, doing different things, um, a lot of connections, a lot of relationships. Yeah, for sure. Um but, a lot uh, of friends in Sitka. A lot of friends in Sitka. <laughs> well, all over, like, those relationships yeah. still stretch to this day. You know, I still do stuff from here here to there, shows in Fairbanks, and do songs when, when I like, when people, a lot of people send me songs still to this day to do, and, um, you know, I don't, I don't do them all, and I don't usually tell them the reason that I don't like the song. That's why I'm not doing it. But, <laughs> but I, I'm usually like, yeah, yeah, I'll listen to it, you know. But it, you know, still do it with the with the ones that are good, and then those relationships turn into other things to this day. So it's just all about um, just staying connected with the community and the things that you like to do, really. You know, and good energy comes out of it. Mm-hmm. So, so what was your guys's inspiration? Dave trying Moore. to blow up. Dave Moore. We're, we're trying to get to the uh, MTV spring break in Cancun. <laughs> <laughs> that was the inspiration. We be seen on, that. Be on the top oh, 20. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, 99, man. It's M- oh, MTV bro. spring break. Dude. Dude, we drove. We flew to Puerto Vallarta <laughs> with no plans, no reservations, no money, no nothing. We we're like 18. Our boy worked at Alaska Airlines. And we're like, dude, we got to get to Cancun. How can we get to Cancun? So we like flew to Puerto Vallarta, hopped in like a Nissan Sentra with like a, and I was the only guy that brought like not a suitcase. But for some reason, I went on, I went on vacation with the boys with the fucking action packer. <laughs> and not the little one, like the, uh, the like big, big size. Just told this stupid you know, thing around. This is how Muldoon I am. I don't know. Uh. I, I pulled up with an action packer, a hard action. And, you know, none of us had a bright idea to like lose the action packer and actually buy a bag in Mexico. Like, hey, and make, oh man, maybe we could get one for cheap. I don't know, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like we, none of us thought to buy a new bag for me. We instead <laughs> rode around Mexico from. <laughs> hold on, we got to backtrack a little hold bit on, there. Wait, we, well, all right, yeah, yeah. You tell me. Well, we got we went to there and we didn't have a rental car. We didn't have a hotel. We That's didn't. What I said. We didn't have we anything. anything. That's what I said originally. We had. How nothing. did we even get the rental car? So we got the rental car because it was Mexico and it, we were somebody was eighteen. So we get the car. 
And then we're like, we're, we're driving around Puerto Vallarta thinking it's going to be popping because it's spring break, but it's like West Coast and it's kind of cold. And we're just like, we're just like, we're out of here. Like, we got to go. So, so that night we, we were like, all right, we're going to Cancun. But, you know, so basically like driving from California to Florida, right? But we're in, we're in uh, Puerto Vallarta. So Brian has our boy, Brian and Raymond that we were with. They had family in Mexico City. So we're like, all right, we're going to drive over there. We'll stop there, and then we'll go to Cancun. Well, we didn't know there was, like, cartel wars going on and all this crazy. <laughs> we are literally, like, driving through Mexico, not on the toll roads, like the back roads where if you go off the side of the road, it's 12 feet below the road, and, like, they've never seen a white guy out here anywhere in their life, and they're just like, who the hell is this? Julio Gigante ass looking motherfucker. You, you want to buy a mixtape? Yeah, tape? so we, we drive the, <laughs> We drive that night to uh, Mexico City. We pull into Mexico City. We go to uh, Brian's aunt's house, and she's like, no, you guys are not driving to Cancun, like, whatsoever. <laughs> like, there's no way. Like, there's a full war going on. You can't go. So we ended up going to Acapulco, and then legendary stories happened in Acapulco. Oh, That's, man. Uh, Meanwhile, <laughs> oh this whole gosh. journey with the fucking action pack. Yeah, we had, like, a, a green <laughs> Nissan way. Sentra. The whole way. A green like the Nissan Sentra. Car you could ever get it. So that took up like three quarters of the seat. trunk. Yeah, and we were like, no, it wasn't in the, in the trunk. We had to put it in, the, put in the middle. Seat. It didn't even oh, fit in the trunk. So yeah. you're yeah. just so like small. with your arm up on it. Yes, just. exactly. Yeah, exactly that. It seems yeah. like a straight up beer. Alaska move. To, it was. To oh, it was. It'd be yeah. like the same as duct taping two thirty packs of Coors Light together. Yeah, we were totally winging it. We had no no clue what we were doing, but we had a blast. We were in Mexico. I don't even know how long. I don't remember. Got, uh, oh man, we got we got jacked by the police. Jacked by the police. Man, we thought it was Alaska where you could still smoke some weed somewhere. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, 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 Yo, big problem. Big problem. problemas, my friend. <laughs> Dude, we got jacked so hard. We got pulled over. They took our money. They took our shit. They drove us like deep into Acapulco, way away from the tourist part. And then they were like, you know what? We know you have problems in America. We're gonna give you the, you know, we're gonna give you some weed back, and they get, and I was thinking like, fuck yeah, at least we get to get high, you know, like, <laughs> and we had bought like this Mexican brick weed from this guy on the street for like five dollars, and it was like this huge amount of weed or whatever. It was in a newspaper. <laughs> in a newspaper, yeah. So we like, you know, we're chiefing like these it. joints that are a foot long out of the Easy Wider papers, you know. When we go, we're like on the main drag in Acapulco, smoking the police pole right next to us in like a, a jeepney or something, you know. Like I, I don't even know. What it was no, like. so so we went to this club, and and the clubs <laughs> well, were the insane out there. So basically, the club is like kind of like a restaurant, and then at a certain time, maybe midnight. Just flips. It just it flips. flips to like <laughs> yeah. the club, dude, and they move all the tables, and it's just like dun 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 dun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just the club. So we're like, oh, what's going off in here? Me and Josh go up to the DJ booth, convinced that we give them we we give them one of our CDs. Yeah, we have our Star Spangled Star Spangled oh, yeah. Grammar CDs. We convince him that we're rap stars from the United States, and he's gonna let us perform. Oh, so he's yeah. like, we're gonna let you go on. He's like, and he gave us like a time. He's like, one, one o'clock, give me the music. You guys have the music. And we realized, oh shit, we don't have our beats with us. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We have to go get the CD. It's not like mm. it's on your phone. We didn't yeah. have phones. Back to the hotel. So we go back to the hotel. And on the way to the hotel, Josh rolls up this fucking two, like two foot joint dude with this thing <laughs> and we're just smoking dog. all the way back to the we're like oh yeah we're about to rock the show we're practicing our songs you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then we roll up to the stoplight and this jeep pulls oh, up the and there's like you know whenever the cops roll there's like 12 of them in this jeep yeah 
Yeah. So there's 12 of them there with their machine guns and all their shit. And we're like, oh shit. Oh shit. I'm like, Josh, turn to the right, turn to the right, turn to the right. Dude, they circled around, dude. They got us, dude. Pulled got us over. Got us all the thing. They, you know what even they did? So obviously we didn't perform that night. <laughs> Just, just, just disappeared. They, they gave Full us ghost. the. Oh yeah, they gave <laughs> us the. Don't, don't even skip the part where they. So they give us the. They already took like our CDs, like our money, everything we had, yeah. and they're like, "We know you got problems in America. You have drug problems, so we don't want you to be without your medicine." And so I'm like, "I'm like, fuck yeah! At least we get to get high, right?" And Daniel's like, "So he's like, no, fuck that! Throw that out the window right away! Throw it out the window!" I'm like, "Hell no! I'm not throwing out." He's like, "Throw it out the window!" Like adamant. So I'm like, "All right!" Like one of the time to listen to him throw it out the window. We literally make a right turn and a left turn and boom, get pulled over again. So they like gave us the stuff back to like call their boys so their boys could come jack us too, right? Uh, so uh, so then they pull uh, us over and we don't have no weed. So he's like, donde esta la drag, the dragas? You know, like to ask him where's the weed? And then we're like, we don't, we don't have any. We don't have any, any. I'm wearing like corduroy shorts and the Mexican <laughs> weed we've been rolling up. So it's like brick weed shaky and stuff. And it's oh, like, the debris, like, yeah, there's debris all over the car. And he gets a cigarette cellophane <laughs> and he's right. like, he starts pulling it out of my corduroy shorts and, he, shorts and he's like, mira, que es eso? Tienes problemas, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> mira, la mota. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, so long story longer, they take us. They take us. We have no money. So they take us back to our hotel. No, no. They drive our car. Yeah. One of the dudes gets in our car. Right. The police officer. He's driving. Driving us. I'm in the front seat. Josh is right behind this guy. Well, that was in the beginning trip. This is after. that. The beginning, I'm in the back, and they take our car, and I'm thinking, like, we could do something, but we yeah. didn't. This is afterward. <laughs> they follow us to the hotel, and then they go and get Brian. We, we have no money, so our boy has to go and deplete his ATM and pay these guys off. Yeah. Oh, oh my god! Man. Yeah. And yeah. then we were like in Acapulco for yeah. another week with not even enough yeah. money to get in yeah. the club. I had so to call my like, mom. Yeah, we had to get Western Union. Yeah, it, was, yeah, it wasn't Western as easy. No back Venmo, then. no Venmo, no cash app, no nothing. It was like, yeah, yeah. So we were kind of asked out. Pay we were kind of asked out in Acapulco. Like we were outside the club. Like we got one twenty dollars. Like what, what day should we go in? You know, trying to figure yeah. out what day we should. We have five days left. Like all right, we're gonna make this happen one night. <laughs> And the rest of that we will never talk about. <laughs> that's, that's not where it stops. That's where it stops. Yeah. So we were originally. Oh, you remember about the how street we, how sweeper? We I mean, we we street, from the street sweeper we went to Acapulco. So what? What? what, 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 what did you have to sweep some? It's going to be all make over some the money. Place. Yeah, there's no. No, no I don't it's know. all yeah, good. You, you we we were talking about. That was gonna be you were gonna bring something You're up about the, sweeper, about the street sweeper, but and then and then we went to Acapulco. Now, but yeah, it's yeah. all good. I I just thought I'd bring well, it back. Just I made a note. So well, it actually <laughs> reminds me of because the street sweeper has headphones on. So he's just like in his zone, dude, just doing oh, this yeah, thing, yeah, like yeah. oblivious to everyone. And so it just reminds me of. Um, so after we came back from Mexico and we got into the music stuff, we ended up moving to California um, for a while. Josh, myself, Jamon, Brian. Um, Jason, Jason, that was San Fran, Jeremy. right? Uh, we started in San Fran, and then yeah. we were like, oh, "This is JV. We're gonna go to LA." So yeah. we went to LA. So I yeah. was like, you know, big boy shit. Yeah. So we go to LA. We have a one bedroom, a, like apartment, right in Marina del Rey. So we're in the hot spot, and and there's like six of us, seven of us in there. We just sleep on the floor and the mattress. I would sleep in, uh, you know, outside. It's so hot, and uh, 
and back to the the sweeper guy reminds me of because how we would really get these people so we had zero money like when we went down there all we had was cds to sell and all we would do is go to venice beach every day where it was the most packed place Mm -hmm. with a backpack full of cds and that was when the ipod first came out like the very first ipod 99 right yeah Yep, in '99, and so we had the iPod. Oh, no, we actually went down there in uh, in 2003. 2003 yeah, was it was, it was uh, the whenever the first iPod yeah, came yeah, out. Yeah, it okay. had just came out, but the, the the iPod came out before we went down. But we went down in 2003, like uh, spring of 2003. That actually makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, iPod took off like in 2000. Yeah. Oh, oh, one. I pre-iPhone, yeah. pre-iPhone, pre-iPhone. Yeah, everyone's using that iPod or CD. Yeah, it was like huge. It was like four gigs. You know, I know. I know. <laughs> My first daughter was born in two, May of two thousand two, and I remember the whole uh, the whole timeline because oh, right. I had to like literally decide like, all right, I'm gonna pursue my dream and leave my daughter here and go down to try to do this or whatever. That's okay. Yep. That's so we true. went to Houston, and then we we started in Houston, and then we worked our way back, and we went to San Fran, and then we ended oh, up in LA. Houston. Yeah. Okay. yeah, I didn't know that part. There's a whole another backstory with the Houston. Houston, thing, yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, we were just pursuing shows and festivals and just and, trying to do it. And yeah. we just had all we had was suitcases full of CDs and two cameras and two cameras until we and got a, Jack and an action. <laughs> yeah, we, again, we stayed. We stayed in, <laughs> dude. We stayed in. Uh, we stayed in like the Tenderloin District in San Fran. So if you don't know what that is, Google it up, mm. and it, it's a. I know it was a is. tough area and uh we didn't know where we were at we just got a cheap room that we you know yeah and uh we had we left all of our like thousands of cds and cameras and all this stuff in the car and we came out the next morning and that was gonzo yeah window broken window yeah, broken. you don't like leave nothing in the car right yeah yeah, yeah pretty yeah. stupid but you don't go on a midnight run there yeah no we did we were skating outside we were doing yeah we had one skateboard like five of us and we just take turns (laughs) i learned how to ollie though i learned how to do a bunch of things you do have a pretty funny story though when you're down there on venice beach with like your inspiration guy oh yeah oh that's what it was that's exactly this is the comeback okay so reminding me of so in venice beach we would go every day with the ipods backpack full of cds if we wanted to eat that night or go out or buy beers we had to sell cds and everyone like the deal we had was like whatever you sell you make okay so everyone had their own cd and let's see who can hustle the hardest let's see who can make this money so we would go out there every single day a backpack full of cds one skateboard one guy would get to skate the rest of it would have to walk and we would go out there and just convince people to listen to a song or two and spend five bucks on a cd okay so we're doing this and all we're doing is cash you know there's no nothing there's no phone you know there's no so we're doing cash and and then one day i see this guy rollerblading there's this guy rollerblading in an all-white outfit. He's a legend. He's legendary. He has like yeah. he has like like Daisy Duke white shorts on, a white shirt on, and on the shirt is the logo is the logo of him in his rollerblades with his headphones on. Okay, <laughs> so this is the connection. It reminds me of the guy on the thing. There and it this is. guy, yeah. this guy was out hustling everyone. He would be out there selling his shirt, rollerblading. Dude, like people would take picture. Card. Yeah, he had yes, the credit card yes. reader, and we were like. How do we get the credit card reader? Like this guy. Yeah. I mean, this is like pre-Google. Like we were like printing out maps on MapQuest, and like then we go to Seven Eleven and ask the guy, and he's like, I don't, you know, he doesn't even speak English, and he's like, doesn't know where we're trying to talk. You know, we were like out there with no, no, no <laughs> yeah, modern, yeah. modern conveniences. Yeah. 
But that guy, that guy's been in movies. He's been all over the place. Like he's he's a well known local legend. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. local yeah. legend. You just dude. Google like rollerblade guy in Venice. He'll pop yeah. up for sure. Yeah, and so and so the hustle. Like we're like, oh, we need to sell as many shirts as this guy, you know. And he's out there selling shirts. And then one day we're sitting on the bench, just probably smoking or chilling, and and. I'm listening to his to his hustle, right? He's like, "Oh yeah, you should buy the shirt." Da, da, da. You know, it supports me. Na, na, na. And I've been in this, I've been in that. And he's tell, he's just spitting his, you know, his game, his salesmanship. And uh, they're like, "Oh, we don't have any cash. We have a card." And he pulls out the card oh. reader, dude. <laughs> yeah. And I'm just like, we're all like looking at each other, like, "What?" That's oh, the mind blown emoji, uh, dude. It was yes. like this dude pulled it out, and, and then they they had, they couldn't help but pull out the card. They're like, "Oh, yeah. sh what do you well, say now?" That's easy. You know what I'm saying? It. You can't get away now. He's got the card reader. It's the size of a lunchbox. Oh yeah, it's like it's like the old phones that were huge. It looks like the one that when you go to a store, it's a huge one. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, ten inches, ten inches long, big thick thing, and he had it in his like franny pack. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it wasn't a pickle in his pocket. It was a, it yeah. was a card reader. Yeah, no, he was about his money, man. He was about his yeah. money. And, and you would see him, and you think that this guy was like whacked out, dude. But no, he was. Oh, he, he was, was on. He, his yeah, money, he had a hustle. Dude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's as, the guy that you see like pull there. up into yep. a Lexus, walk away and drive away in a Lexus when he yeah. pulls his rollerblades off. Yeah. Okay. And he's yeah. living the dream, dude. He's in those yeah. like oh, yeah, Daisy dude. Dukes, just keeping oh, around, yeah. just Venice glistening Beach. in the sun every day. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's like, Great. oh, I got you. Yeah. 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 And we learned a lot out there because we, you know, we 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 sold CDs to grandmas from Iowa to like people from the hood from to every walks of life. Like, we would approach anybody and have an angle for it, and you know, like we just it was a good time. Yeah. Super. And then we would always go boogie boarding about six p.m. And then when you were done, you guys got invited down to MTV Spring Break in Concord. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Didn't make it all the way that we far actually, south. We huh? actually came home one by one. I came home. I, so what happened to me is I came home for my daughter's, like, birthday. And, uh, and she did Stranger Danger on me, you know, and it just broke my heart. I wanted to be a dad. I I, I was the choice was either leave Alaska and like pursue your dream and then you're you know you, some things are gonna are gonna have to be sacrificed like your family and your your kid and everything or you know come back home and try to do it from here which at that time was a little bit more difficult and took a little bit more money and so you know I came home and saw my daughter my one-year-old daughter and she gave me you know stranger dangered me on her birthday and mm -hmm. it just broke me up and I was you know I came home and wanted to be a dad and been taking care of the kids ever since. Good move. Yeah. 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 Best move. Blessed move. Mm -hmm. So, so the comeback kind of started like when we were like, well, we could do this here, you know? Yeah. And then we just started, you know, promoting and, and doing shows and coming out with more music and building these relationships with these bars and different cities. And I know we, we brought up the alibi on the other one oh, yeah. and, and these places in Juneau and Sika and Fairbanks and Wasilla and, and just started building these relationships where we could go and charge pretty much what we wanted, you know, to go and do these shows. And then we started connecting with uh, promoters. Yeah. Um, shout out to Heather yeah. at Synops, um, who were bringing up these big acts, you know. And um, she realized the hustle and, and, you know, the quality of the music and the things that we were putting out. And so we, we opened up for almost every major hip-hop show that's been up here yeah, that's it. a lot of shows yeah a lot of shows yeah what's the standout for you um 
standout for me is like stage diving. That was like my favorite shit to do. And like to be able to like weigh 270, 260 pounds, (laughs) jump from a six foot barrier and like land on people and they like catch you. It's like a lot of love, you know? So like, so I got infected with the stage dive bug. Uh, Heather threw a uh, swollen member show at Girdwood, and it's and it was just an epic show. It's probably three, four thousand people there, mm. if I had to guess. And just everyone was just so enthusiastic. And they had like a, they had a barrier down the middle, which was awkward. And it was a beer side and a not or no alcohol and non-alcohol. So the, all the young kids were just fanatical, you know. And there's and. It's funny when you look back at the video and then now, like, you know them. Like, I know some of the people that were in that crowd. Like, Winston stands out for <laughs> Galen's in it. Oh, really? Galen from in. Double Shovel, yeah. dude. Oh, that's awesome. Well, you just see Winston from TIA and he works at Enlighten now. And he was just, you know, in the front of the crowd, <laughs> like, just rock. He, and he's just a rock, you know. He was on the teen side. Yeah, on he was the, like yeah, 14. Yeah, all the dry that's, side. He's well, he, was, he wasn't 14, but yeah, he was, he was younger, right? And, yeah. And so I'm just like, all right, I'm doing this. That was my first time ever stage diving, and I kind of got carried away. I probably did like five <laughs> stage dives that show. <laughs> I was like, ah, dislocated fingers. By the end of it, by the end of it, they were like over it, you know. So like my last one, I jump in, and I'm like, everyone kind of like caves, and I'm like, and I'm like about to kiss the ground, and I'm like, no. And then they all like rally in right and pick me up, and I get, you know, there's a video of it on YouTube. It's pretty funny, but. The best, the best stage dive story was uh, we're, we were opening for Andre Nicotina at the Egan Center. And at that Girdwood show, there's, a, there's no gap between the crowd and the stage. So they're just right <laughs> on the stage, right? At the Andre Nicotina, they are six feet away, and there's the blue tarp, and you see oh, the tarp. Yeah. And Daniel, you know, the, this big-ass dude is in the front. I don't know if he was at the Girdwood or what, but he's <laughs> the whole time he's, like, telling me to stage dive. He's like, come on. Uh, uh, you can know, make it. You can do it, right? <laughs> so finally, like, towards the end of the show, I'm like, I'm doing it, right? So I give I, – I have, like, a half ounce of weed in my pocket and my cash <laughs> and all my shit. I give it to Daniel, right? And I had just got this weed. It was, like, really good weed. I got it for the night, you know. I give it to Daniel. I'm like, hold this. I'm jumping. You know, I go do the Superman jump over the six foot gap. Well, I, I like wanted to make sure I got out there. So I like did launched. My, yeah. You know, I launched right so, over the big guy. Dude, exactly. You're just looking down. I go all over him and all I see is blue. And I'm just oh, like, no. I'm like, no. <laughs> Same thing. You know, like, no. The next thing you know, like, luckily, somehow, by the grace of God, like, they, they all filled in. They saved me, bro. Anyway, I get I get back up on the stage. I go to this guy. I'm like, hey, where's my weed? He's like, fuck, I threw it. I'm like, what do you mean you threw it? He's like, he's like, I got fucking shit was hype. I got caught in the moment. I fucking threw it to the crowd. I'm like, bro, that's all the weed I got. Like, what the fuck am I going <laughs> to Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. still you're, never gave me that half ounce back. Mad, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get that when you get a chance. <laughs> if the lucky fan's listening, you know, you can come pay it back. Yeah. yeah. So it was me. That's a good Well, the, the local shows rocked, bro. They came out and showed up. Yeah. A lot of good times. Yeah. It was so, a really fun time. Good times in the, in the, uh, on stage and out in the woods, too. Oh, yeah. 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 Leading into the woods, I think the best shows are. <laughs> The best shows are like when we're out in the woods and it's me and Josh mm-hmm. and some of the other guys that do music and by the fire. By the fire, just out oh, there, yeah. the bottles going around in the circle and the music's on and, and we're just at camp three sixty or something and yeah. we're just eighteen hundred like, feet. That's when you get like a three hour show. Yeah. Of just it's mostly we, Daniel. 
And you're just reverting to the the Spanish. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. All the stuff like no one understands. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The I'm more Tito's, the more that Tito's that comes out. Yeah. The more the more the Spanish uh, comes out. Yeah. 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 I got yeah. some really good footage from the last 360 run, like in I think it was 17. Yeah. Or 18, we went up there. It's better yeah. when you're there rather than the footage yeah. because you know it's like there's a certain uh, you have to be in a certain mind state. Yeah. You don't oh, ever yeah. want to <laughs> look at that again. You know. It's meant to be lost in time, like the Northern Lights. For those that don't know what the 360 is, you guys should talk about it. Uh, Camp 360 is, um, like we were saying in actually the episode, uh, the summer the summer season thing, uh, we'd normally do a boys... name dropped it there. We did a, a, yeah. a boys uh, four-wheeler trip out in Eureka where there's, you know, 10 to 20 of us that go out and go rip for the weekend. And we have this hill, this like big hill that we call Camp 360. It's and more we, of a mountain. Yeah, it's a mountain that we yeah, climb to the top. Mm-hmm. And we camp up there, and um, we we bring all the firewood in. We bring the meat trailers in with firewood and all the cooking stuff, and everyone sets up there. And it's basically a 360 view of the entire area, and it's just amazing. And it's just one of those we're up all night, you know, singing and drinking and eating, and then the next day we go ride as far as we can and get stuck. Yeah. And it's just beautiful too. Like it's just 360, just. Every everywhere you look, just nothing but glorious views, just amazing. You never take a picture that would make you appreciate what it really looks like in person, you know. Yeah, it never does it justice. Never. No, it's hard to. I thought with the three lenses on my new iPhone, it would do better, but I don't know. So <laughs> I, get I like one. I like too the um, going out that time of years before it's a heavily hunted unit, right? Like it's a it's a very popular caribou hunting area. Yeah. And it's cool to get out there when the snow's now all <coughs> melted and the bugs aren't bad. It's still pretty chilly and there ain't really anybody in there. Yeah. And you got the place to yourself. Yeah. And the, the country's just wide open, beautiful, God's country type yeah, stuff. No, it's, and It's amazing. Yeah. 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 Daniel it. took me out, out there for the first time on the, that's what actually inspired me to, to start hunting was uh, we, you know, Daniel and the boys went out there the first year. And they had a great time, and I saw all the pictures, of course, and heard all the stories, and then I was like, okay, I'm going to go. I'm gonna, you know, and so he got me into hunting for the first time probably eight, nine years ago now, I guess I would guess. And uh, we went out there the first time. We went to that camp, and it's, you know, we're riding in, and I'm just asking, all, you know, a thousand questions. Like, what do they look like? What are they? I've never, you know, I've, I grew up in Alaska always fishing. My dad always, you know, we every weekend we went to South. So when, when my... Um, when my dad's family moved up here in the 60s, they bought a, a piece of land on um, at Kenai Keys on oh, the Kenai yeah. River, which is an excellent place to be. And they grew up going fishing out there. And so kind of kind of my whole life was was focused towards going south. Yeah, you know, slaughtering every, kings, catching Yeah, we started in Kasilof. We'd go to Kasilof in the early, like, spring. And then we'd be on the Kenai at my grandpa's property the whole time. And he had a boat out there. And... So I just grew up going south, south, south. I never really knew anything about north. I didn't go hunting. I didn't do any of that stuff until I was older. And then Daniel started hunting and uh, turned me on to it. So I get the permit. And, of course, you know, the whole, the whole you know, what's the gear? What do I need? What That whole gauntlet of something new. Yeah, something yeah. totally new. The four-wheeling. Everything was new. Oh, remember, was. The, 
remember the first time I actually kind of got back on a four wheeler was out at Gary's property with you. Oh yeah. And yeah, we went yeah. out in the woods and I mm-hmm. kind of caught the butt. I, I was riding like the King quad or something yeah, like oh, back yeah. in the swamp. Yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. I was just like, Oh my God, this is, you know, and I had, of course I rode four wheelers and you know, all that stuff my whole life, snow machines, but it was never, you know, I'm from like, kind of a, a poor fam- a poorer family so it was always like a friend's stuff or right you know we're going yeah, to this guy's cabin somebody else's stuff yeah it's wherever, not, it yeah. was never my stuff you know and so like uh so i had experience with it here and there but it wasn't like i didn't really get to like have my own stuff so so i rode the four-wheeler that day with you and i'm like damn i'm gonna get a four-wheeler this is awesome mm-hmm. and then daniel got a four-wheeler and he went hunting so we go out to we go out to Eureka for the first time and he takes me to this camp 360. Right. And, and on the way out after going through buying all the stuff and asking all the questions for a week or two, right. Then we're going out there and I'm like trying to figure out what are these things going to look like, like in the field. Right. right. So, mm-hmm. so we were lucky enough that year to be in the, like the herd of just thousands of caribou. It was that epic year. I don't know what, what year it was, but it was just epic. Like, so we're riding out there, and next thing you know, we're riding up to the camp, and there's just 300 caribou on the left and right, just oh, we're riding yeah. with them on the trail, and they're running. We're running. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. And then just National Geographic. Yeah, like so we, yeah. of course, party hard as the East Siders do that night. You know, like all we party all night. Next thing you know, like it's it's five in the morning or whatever. Whenever and that's for, opening day. Opening day. Yeah. yeah right. right? Mm-hmm. And we're on the top of this mountain, and there's just. You know, people camped all over or whatever, caribou everywhere. We wake up to just bombs over Baghdad at like, oh yeah, oh man, just like civil twilight. <laughs> yeah, we're just like, what the, hell? what's going on, right? And next thing you know, look out the tent, it's just going down everywhere. So <laughs> that was my first kind of introduction to hunting, and then mm. from there, it's just been you know, falling in love ever since. Yeah, so that was an amazing trip, and that was at that same spot in uh, Camp Three Sixty. Yeah, I've been really close to that spot. I mean, up in the tundra, um, up above the spruce, it's just gorgeous. And Alaska is the only place you can do that. Yeah, it's amazing. Canada. But we're going to take a minute and give a shout out to Tailored Restoration. They offer 24-hour emergency services. They've been helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, remodeling, and anything and all in the aftermath. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time of the day. Give them a call. They're in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, and Fairbanks. TailoredRestorationAlaska.com. So I got a little uh, story for you, Daniel, with uh, Tailored. So this week, uh, one of my condos, uh, it's a rental, um, got a water leak in that middle floor. The tenant saw a bunch of water just pouring down into the... um, the ceiling and just filling and making a bubble little lake there. And it started to drip and break th- as it broke through the paint. And, uh, you know, they didn't know what to do. So that they called a restoration company to come out there. So they, they cruised out there and looked at the stuff and that restoration company gave me a call and it just didn't feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, immediately it was like, Hey, I'm ready to work with your insurance. You know, um, it, you know, it's going to be this 5,000 bucks or whatever, amount he called out and then just started naming certs instead of being like hey you know you got a problem here and i think it's this and this is how i'd like to address it address it and here you know i found the source of the water leak so i got it turned off and so when i started asking you know those kind of more logical based like step 
by step questions, um, I just felt really uncomfortable. So immediately it was like, Hey, I really appreciate being there, but, uh, I have, you know, some trusted people we work with before. So I immediately got, got on the phone with Taylor. They had someone there within 30 minutes. The first thing they did was walk in and shut off the water. There's no questions about, Oh, you know, insurance and all that stuff. Um, they really just wanted to show up for me and get the thing dried out as fast as pro possible to avoid any other damage, any mold, and really like keep my tenant happy. And uh, man, I'm just so happy that we went with them. It was really, yeah. really good. Deal. I remember you you showed up at the at your rental, and the first thing you did was text me. And you're like, Daniel, I got some water issues. What's Trent's number? And I just gave you his personal number, and I was like, that was it. And and and. To Trent's credit and Taylor's credit, I didn't even call you and like ask you, is everything okay later on until like the next day when I remembered. Because as soon as I gave you the number, I just knew like these guys are going to come through and they're going to handle it no matter what time it was. You got Trent's personal number and I'm sure he's got all his dudes just ready to go. And, and I didn't even question it until like the next day when I was, it just popped in my head like, oh, that's right. This guy had a water problem. And Taylor Restoration just hit it up, man. Just, just did it right. Yeah, they came through, and uh, yeah, I checked in on it today, and uh, they, you know, it's all almost all completely dried out, and uh, like really minimized the damage and cost to me, and it's way lower than what you know these other guys were kind of saying, and when they shot up their yeah. shirts and stuff. So if you're sitting there, just put this number in your phone right now: three four four one two three nine, three four four one two three nine. That's Taylor's Anchorage number. You call them. And even if you're in Fairbanks or in the Matsu, that's the number that, that you call. You got an emergency. You don't know who to call. You're going to Google. You don't know who's going to come over and charge you who knows how much in the middle of the night. Just call 344-1239 with Taylor Restoration, and they're going to actually treat you right. Tell them Alaska Wild Project sent you there, and, and that's it. It's like you're dealing with your family, and they're going to help you out. That's right. That's awesome. Done deal. Um, really quick, I want to actually uh, play a play a song of Josh's. Um, me and Josh have recorded many, 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 many of songs. Lots of songs are out on on CDs, you know, and and things like that. I think we even got a record on a record. Oh yeah, we actually uh, pressed up a vinyl. Yep. Nice. Yeah, nice. I don't think people do that anymore. No, Sometimes. I think it's coming back. Only Is the it? cool, only the cool people do it. Okay. Yeah, nowadays. Yeah. So we have lots of um, songs that we've never put out, um, lots of things that were supposed to go on certain projects or on a mixtape and stuff, and stuff like that. And we, we over, as the years as we've gotten older and gotten into a lot more outdoor stuff, we've, uh, you know, you just speak about the things that you see and the things that you do. And, and I really feel that this song, this was a song that Josh actually um, recommended that we play. Um, it kind of is a real Alaska song. Um, we're touching on snow machining and raft and all that stuff. And this is a song that was never put out. No one actually has a copy of this song. Um, I listen to it all the time, like selfishly, <laughs> and I'm sure you do too, Josh. And so it's it's a nice situation. Like right now, if you got to take a little break, and we're going to take a little potty break real quick and play this song so that the people can uh, listen to something that's never been released. And, um, you know, enjoy. <laughs> Yeah, it's the one. Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. 
sometimes when you gotta escape them Alaska winters and be like, uh, uh. The streets is cold, but I'll be living where the heat is, though. See in my mind, I'm on the river, feel the current flow. Floating in my raft, I'm on a salmon's ass. We docking up with ice and crown royal in the glass. Before the winds blow, light up the winds slow. Ashes on the waders, floating with the kinfolk. With so much beauty in my face, I feel nature tough. I'm so in love with her, I feel the need to break her off. You see the glacier shattering the water all the time. Northern lights, summer nights, pink and purple skies. How fresh are you gonna get it? We out the tap. A lady sleeping, waiting, peace, she laying on her back. The summer sunset, the same place it rise at. 800 up the face, two inch paddle track. Glorious peaks, views reaching where the world turns. No matter what you see, just know that you can still learn. See, every day's another chance to take a different path. The water circulate the earth, I'm certain life intact. I'm kinda thirsty though, and what's a life without a purpose for? Ain't nothing but all that bullshit loaded up with a full clip. Shot it up, overdosed this, swallowed up all that whole shit. Hollow with no devotion. Uh, my flows probably be posted at the top of the world. Josh Boots and Soil Sea Light. Josh Boots and Soil Sea Light. Light. Josh Boots and Soil Sea Light. Light. Josh Boots and Soil Sea Light. Yeah. Standing in the water, feel the current I'm observing. Staring towards the mountaintops, reflective when they flourish. Water for the river, feed the people from the city. Nipples of the mother face the sky from earth, they really. Concentrating thoughts upon this life that I be living. Casual and rational and thankful for what's given. Abundance of the fruit and all the elements we live on. And live on, and live on, and live on for how long? That's the question for the now, the children and what's beyond. Be gone, the feeling of the freedom that we lean on. Standing on my own now, old man raised brow. Talk about Younger years back then, wow, how Used to this and that, riggedy rap to outcast Now it's mortgages and credit scores That's making up my metaphors I won't let it slow me down Motivate me more to plow Forward to my destination A conversation now Is that just some throwback or what, dude? Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. What's great going on there, bud? Oh, we can't play the whole mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> Not to be revealed until 2025. Maybe That's we'll right. get that trip to Cancun after all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> MTV, hit us up. Is MTV still a thing? I was wondering <laughs> if that like is even a thing anymore. I don't they know. They don't play music. It's a different thing, but it's a thing. Yeah. Wasn't it such a fantasy as an Alaskan kid in the middle of June, summer break? I don't know about you, but like I slept in until ten thirty in the morning. My parents went to school, went to work. Yeah, and you know, sun came up at like four thirty, <laughs> and you you slept in, and and you knew when that show was going to come on in in the afternoon. Yeah, and you sat there and watched the whole thing, and was like, "Not oh, me." Dang, that's what's up. My mom that's was Christian. Is. Oh, yeah. That was the devil's music. Yeah. Oh. Daniel didn't say a cuss word till like ninth grade. Yeah, we I definitely didn't have peer cable. Pressure him, try to get him to say a cuss word, and he would not do it. <laughs> <laughs> Just press. I can't him. imagine that, Daniel. <laughs> yeah, now it's every other word. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you're like in that. You know, when you're when you're too much protected, you kind of yeah. you kind of go a little bit a little, wild yeah, out. a little further than everybody else that's yeah. already been tiptoeing in the deep end you've been you know? suppressed i've thrown out yeah. more f-bombs because of that too yeah, yeah. once daniel oh, got yeah. let loose it was it was lights out oh yeah my I, parents man loose. they i watched rated our movies i 
Mm-hmm. You know, the, the family got together, they partied, they did their thing right in front of us, and it was, like, normal. Yeah. yeah. Not the, not bad, just, you know, they, they were just yeah. doing Well, it was thing. normalized to you. I mean, I was raised in a whole right, different thing. Right, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I mean, there's just, it's funny how it all kind of, like, comes full circle, and here we are at this table having these conversations yeah. and just yeah. on the same level. Well, at the end of the day, you just, you know, no one has the right answers. You're trying to figure it out, and you're yeah. going through life, and you yeah. You deal with what's thrown at you, and you know some people react this way, some people react that way, and that creates all this di- this diversity in how people are raised, and then mm-hmm. you know it all comes together. It's just it's the way it's the way it is, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody has their path, and that's it, you know. Yeah, yeah, it gives everyone like this diversity, this um, different perspective, you know. So we're all not all the same. Yeah, and that's the one of the best parts of life is meeting these people that have a totally different path, view, blend. everything, and yeah. you get to experience their thing, and you're like, "Whoa, yeah, maybe borrow some of that." Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, we talked about that with Jeff, you know, weeks ago, um, going down there in Ketchikan about the diversity. Not a lot of people know about Alaska and the diversity of which it's made up of. You know the military, the the different you know yeah. races of folks. It, well, you see it, it until on your own here, street. Yeah, until like, you're here in a neighborhood. Well, it depends and you see what it. street you're on. Like your street, you see it on other streets. You probably don't yeah. see it on. Like, My kids are the whitest kids, and they're not white. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like where we grew up in Bartlett and East, our, our mm-hmm. the cultures over there. I mean, oh, I dude. don't know how many 90, 90, 100 cultures we have at our school. It's the most one of the most diverse. Yeah. schools in america like and what it does is prepare diverse. you for the world so when you go Big to time, when you're in the deep off in you know the barrio in the philippines or the barangays they call it whatever you know you're in novaliches with the with you know you're the only one wa- deep, yeah, deep in bogota whatever you, you know how you've seen those people before yeah. Yeah. you've already interacted with them so it prepares you really well for the world when you go out and travel and that's really what i does, like about man. where we came from it really does i yeah. i had a um alaska native family that i grew up next to um they had a beautiful family there and great kids great parents and and they came from a village just out outside of barrow and they were so like they had that village mentality in the city Mm-hmm. And and I remember experiencing that with them, and it was different than any other culture that you ever mixed in with in Alaska in high school and junior high and all that. And I, I found it to be just one of the most unique experiences growing up as a kid that not a lot of American kids could ever even think of being part of. And not to take anything away from the kids that live in certain hoods where there's a lot of diversity in, you know, New yeah. York and LA and down South and, you know, well, it just shows, I mean, Anchorage has the top three. I work at the number, the second most diverse school in the nation. And the first most diverse school in the nation is literally like three miles away, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And we went to the most diverse school, high school in the nation. Right. And I think the one thing about like that we've experienced, like even, in the big cities, even though there are a lot of cult, a lot of cultures, a lot of times the neighborhoods are are segregated or whatever to where you know mm. the, these type of people live in this neighborhood mm-hmm. and this type of people, and we're over here. Everyone's kind of thrown in the pot together, and you know yeah. you're, you're you're kind of mixed together a little bit more. 
yeah. from what I've seen traveling, right? Like, yeah, and it makes you feel when you go to a place where maybe you're the one off in a place. You yeah. you're like, well, I'm I'm cool. Like it ain't. This yeah, isn't makes me feel uncomfortable. Like, yeah, right. I deal with adversity, you know, and and diversity all the time. Like I don't. It's yeah, yeah. Well, I, and I, the person that you're talking to. Um, doesn't feel like isolated like they feel like part yeah. of the group yep you're you're not treating them differently you yeah know? yeah great point great point well i yeah. think along with the diversity of of ethnic cultures is also the diversity of the outdoor things that are going on i know we say it time and time again on the show is like there's so much things that we just don't have time to go do mm-hmm. and one of them is is one of the activities that josh does all the time which is mountain snow machining, yeah. which is its mm-hmm. own culture. It's its own thing. And I get invited yeah. all the time from Josh and my brother. And, you know, I half my crew is that crew, yeah. you know, and it's like I can't get out there and do all that stuff, you know, not because I can't afford to go get a snow machine, but it's like, man, I do so much other stuff. Like where's the time that I'm going to just spend with my kids are still young and my family and all that. And it's it just shows that you got to pick and choose like these activities that you, you want to do. And there's just not enough time to just do them all. Yeah. Ski. Different priorities for sure. You got mm-hmm. ski, hockey, ice fishing, snow machining. It just, you can't fit them all in. Yeah. And you got to, you got to gear up for most of those winter sports. Take a lot of gear, ice biking, yeah, you know? everything. You just gotta, you gotta be ready to, to get geared up for whatever you want to do. And you're never, like you said, you're never going to be able to conquer them all that, for me, the snow machining is that it's, it's the only being, you know, like, like we talk, like multiple revenue streams doing this and that, this business, that thing going on, this thing, you know, the kids that that's the hustle. The, man. That's the hustle. Yeah. The hustle. Like that's the only time in my life where I'm complete, where my mind is like completely empty of everything else. I'm only thinking of the next turn. I'm just in amaze that where these machines will take us and, you know, you go out with the boys. I ride, you know, Carlo, Daniel's brother is like my best riding partner, Carlo and Cisco, you know, and those guys, you know. The other thing is you when you're out in those elements, you know, you got to be careful who you're with because you got to make sure this person's going to have your back when when shit hits the fan. Right. And yep. and those guys I know through years of experience with them, like they're going to be there tried and true no matter what. They're never yep. going to stop looking for you if you're separated and. But, you know, you get out in the woods with those guys and in the powder and just at the base of Denali or somewhere off in Cantwell or mile 131 or, you know, on the top of Shredder's Gulch out in, out in, uh, oh, Shredder's Gulch, you know, yeah, yeah. Johnson's Pass. Yeah. Shredder's Gulch, man. It's just, the views are amazing. You're drinking with the boys, you're having beers, you know, you're just, you're just enjoying life and there's really nothing like that feeling. You know, for sure, it's it's throttle therapy is really like a it's a true thing. Ooh, hashtag throttle therapy. Throttle therapy, yeah. it is a thing, man. Those resets are so important. Just so important. And I I bought a motorcycle last summer, and I've been wanting a motorcycle. I have you know my uncles, all three three of my uncles ride, and they've all been trying to get me to go with them and get a motorcycle. And um, I just finally pulled the trigger last summer. And I'll tell you what, you know, going from the 
the wintertime snow machine throttle therapy to having it at your fingertips out of the garage every day when you get home from work or riding, even riding to work. And it's, it's something else. There's man. a close correlation there. A very close correlation. I get on, I do a loop around the city. The sun's beaming. I got a couple King streets, you know, don't tell nobody, but got a couple in the, <laughs> couple in the pack. Too might, late there, bud. Might pull over and uh, we're not, it's just us, right? Yeah, nobody's actually. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> might pull over, have one downtown or whatever, you know, and just the, the whole thing of the ride, it's just freedom, man. You know, like w when you're on those things, you got to be focused on those type of mm -hmm. uh, vehicles. Yeah, watch, watch your six. Yeah, yeah you got to be focused. You got to be in what you're doing. You can't be distracted. You can't be thinking of something else. And so it allows you to just be present in the moment because all of us know, you know, we have kids and businesses and life and job and all this. And it, you can become consumed with that to the point where you stop living your actual life and enjoying the moments. And that's what it allows you to do is like be in the moment, enjoy the time and like, just really like, you know, kind of reset your mind. Like you said. Yeah. I want to touch up on a little bit more of your history with the snow machining thing. I mean, from my point of view, I think, uh, we started off me and Josh used to go snowboarding a lot. We were big time snowboarders. It's probably why my knees fucked up yeah. trying to hit these cliffs and do, 720s and try to yeah. do crazy jump eagle rock and you know do yeah. stupid things and um we decided to go shout out to liska and cody and all those guys over there at crude we 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 started going out to um thompson's pass to go out there and do the snowboard thing mm. um on their event what's the event called uh um Hill climb, not hill climb, but tailgate, um, tailgate, tailgate. Yeah. to the tailgate, tailgate, tailgate yeah. yeah, shout yeah. out to the tailgate. That's and that's and that's top level major shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. Well, you we're just East Side boys, yeah. and we're like, we go out there and ride. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, so I I took the Yamaha V Max out there, and I think that was the first year I got my my first. I think it was 2010. I got my first uh, Skidoo. Ended up being the demo sled from. Um, BMDS, the summit. Yeah, yeah. And I, I didn't know that at the time, but apparently Phil Locker was dropping it off a cliff, so this 300-pound <laughs> self and yeah, all kind of stories it, came it was, out It afterwards. was a perfect training wheel yeah, sled for you, sled, bro. Though. Don't worry yeah. about that. It got me in the game, for A sure. little yeah. shout-out the, there the other, to Washington the next... State football. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Phil oh, yeah. Locker, yeah. he's down there with me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. I wasn't playing, but. Yeah. yeah so so we started off snowboarding, so. you know, as most kids do at Russian Jack. I taught myself how to snowboard, and I'm sure you taught yourself at some point probably at Russian Jack too. Yep. And we started going to Hilltop and going to Alyeska and doing all this stuff. And then we decided to go snow machining. I think my brother was already kind of getting into it and Cisco was into it. And that was our first like foray into, you know, extreme like mountain riding, you know? And I think we actually went before tailgate. They took a hiatus there and we decided to go for some, was it the first time? Or well, we you guys, so when I went, it was the second year that you had been and that you guys went the year prior and then that's kind of how it is with me. Like, I let you guys figure everything out, and then I come and kill the yeah. shit. <laughs> so like, well, I remember it was 2010 when I put out my album. That was the second year. That was the second year. So oh, no, we, no, no, that, I'm sorry. That was the first year because, remember, I stayed in town. I'm like, oh, we got to hand out these flyers. I stayed oh, in town right. to go promote. That's right. That's and, right. And then you guys went out there, and that's when you did the show at the, at the rendezvous. Party. Oh, man, yeah. with, with Farmer and all those guys. But Travis that was Rice like the initial there, yeah. foray into – um, you really getting in the snow machine because we were snowboarding and we're like, well, we're not going to, we can't afford the helicopter to drop us off. But guess what? Cisco and Carlo, we can get the snow machine from my dad, the Yamaha VMAX dude, and we'll just gun it up the mountain yeah. and get dropped off by our boys and yeah. for free, you yeah. know? 
And so we rented, we took my parents' motor home and I think someone else had another yeah. motor home and we just went out there to like, let's go do it. You know, we didn't never been there, never, you know, we're going to go to snowboard, you know? Yeah. And then that was the start of you. That was there. when I got my first, I was going to ride. I, that, so with snowboarding, I snowboarded kind of my whole, I, first I started out skiing and then I snow, I got a snowboard and I kind of never looked back and that was maybe like you know, junior high school era or something like that. And then, uh, and then with that trip I, in 2010, Carlo and them were talking about snow machine. And so I bought a snow machine and I honestly, I've never been to Alaska since not one time. I've never, mm. I never went snow snowboarding again. So I bought a snow machine and just like where it can take you to and you know, the power that you have and the way it feels and everything about that. I mean, when you, when you're off in some powder turns in the trees, like mm. on a snowman, you know, oh, dude. it's the most, and I've been trying to tell this guy the whole time, like, Hey, how are we out here doing this? And mm. I FaceTime any, now we got better signal. Oh, so I'm yeah. just off in Cantwell, just deep in the trees, like six beers down, a couple of jizzies, me and me and Cisco, you know, just I'm FaceTiming this guy. Like, look at what you're missing right now. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, and he wants to buy a Scandic. You know, he doesn't even have a cabin yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to say, I'm, I'm, He's old, a family I'm with the old guy. man, man. I'm, I'm a family Scandic. guy, too. I have more kids than anybody. That's the yeah, thing I don't understand. Truth, like, bro. when but I hear that story, I'm like, yeah, I'm a family guy, too. But you know what? You have to make time for yourself, too. Like, that's right. We, yeah. we You have a family, and that's good. And, we're, you know, your responsibility is to be a great dad, and you always do, you, you know. But you have to also... Have time with the boys. You have to get away from your family. You can't be with your wife twenty four seven. You yep. got to have your time to like be yep. a man and get out in the woods and go do your thing. You know. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, well, the thing with me is I get a lot of that time. Yeah, it's just not. In it's the just winter. priorities. You you choose yeah. to do it in a different way. Yeah. You know. So. Yeah. 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 So. But I'll I'll get that scanning. Yeah, yeah. I'll be yeah. scanning. Well, I got to get that cabin. I, I just snow checked a, a lynx. That's um, nasty, dude. You know it's what nasty. we need? We, 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 I'm gonna have two next year. So Cody, really link no... up a show. Me and Boots coming back. Invite Farmer back up to the rendezvous. Let's go. And we'll and we'll we just go. go set it off one time. Mm-hmm. AWP crude, and just have a a, a foray. Rip. Oh, but there's no excuse next year. Like you, you know, you. I got a couple extra sleds. Yeah, no more excuses. Well, the, I think the excuse was always the That's Yamaha. Cool. I always had the V Max, dude. Yeah. And dude, that thing rips too. Hey, I pulled many that. a caribou with that fucking thing. Oh dude. yeah, that well, that's the thing. That that's the thing. Now, like the difference between even my two my 2014 800 Skidoo versus my 850 Expert that I bought this year is night and day. I mean, I can have the I can have the dad bag fully loaded with all the survival <laughs> gear, and you know I got a hundred pounds of gear. I got stranded in. in uh, you got you got one of these. Yeah, I got everything. I got I got stranded <laughs> out in Petersville one day, separated from the crew, and kind of had a like. Oh, let's a, go into that story, actually. Okay, so I'm I'm out there with my it's buddy. A classic snow it's, machine uh, story too. You know, when you're snow machining, you always want to have three. Like ideally, you want three people because sometimes just one extra person, it's hard to get the unstuck. You know, if yeah. you get into a tight spot. So, so I'm but I'm out there with my boy. You know, lifetime friend. I've known him my whole life. Badass dude. Um, we don't, so want to, we don't want to say the name. Yeah, my boy Sean Mon. We're Shawnee. out there. Yep. We're out there together. Um, so we're riding and, you know, we're on the main trail, which is kind of like a highway out there. Yeah. Uh, and we're we're just having a great day. It's a Sunday. You know, we're, we're, we haven't seen anybody else out, out there the whole time. So we're playing in, in between. Basically, it's like the trails on the left side and then there's a big opening lake and then there's trees in the middle. 
and then there's another lake with the trail on the left side the whole way through right so we're playing and we kind of like get separated we have a we have a we basically like find each other and we're like all right if we get separated let's meet back at this spot right so Anyway, we five minutes later, we're separated again because it's just one of those days where it's powder and we're playing. We're having a blast, and we get separated. I go back to the spot. I wait for him for 45 minutes or whatever. He doesn't show up, and I'm like, shit, what the hell's going on, right? So it uh, turns out he, he didn't know how to get back to where wherever we had said we were going to meet, so he ended up finding the trail out of there, and he's long gone. He's waiting for me at the roadhouse, right? So I use all my gas looking for this guy and I'm still kind of a rookie rider. Like, I don't know, you know, I'm not the best in powder and shit at this point. So I use all my gas looking for this guy. And finally, like, I'm like, all right, like I got to get, I use my Jerry can. So I have all, I, I've used all the gas I have at this point. And I'm like, all right, I got to get back to the trail. I, 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 I like go through all this stuff looking and there's trails going everywhere, which way, but except for back to the trail. And at the same time, it was a windy day. So, so the trail in how it was a, normally a highway that you could see visibly and it got wind drifted over. Mm. So it had all got wind drifted over on that lake, which is, you know, a thousand yards long. So there, so the trail just disappears and then there's fresh tracks going this way and that way. And if you've been to Petersville, everything kind of like looks the same. Right. So anyway, I run out of gas at the, I run out of gas basically like after looking for him using all my gas and get back to I, luckily i run out of gas right on the main trail but it disappears and so i i basically like kind of had like a moment where i'm like first i'm like freaking out because i don't have nothing and this guy's gone and it's 3 30 it's sunday you know there's there's no one around anything and then i'm like all right well i have to like survive right so like after the first emotional like 20 minutes of like what the hell's going on like yeah I decide like, all right, I'm, I'm going to fight. I'm a liver. Uh, I'm going to live. Right. So I build a, I build like a snow cave type of thing next to this base of this tree. I'm just ripping wood for like three hours. I get like three big ass piles of wood built up. And I'm like, I, I have a lighter and I have some oil so I can make a fire. I don't this have is pre dad bag, pre dad bag, pre any of, and you know, my uncle was always telling me like, Anytime you're gonna go in Alaska in the woods, you better be prepared to spend the night. Like you yeah. better have your shit. And that's right. That's like against what the snow machine riders, you know, like mm -hmm. when you're out ripping pow, like everyone's kind of traveling light, and you know, a lot of guys aren't necessarily fully educated or taking it or respecting it the way they should uh, until they've been in that situation. So it kind of gets looked over in the like hunt for pow and just you know having fun out there. Right. And so, so basically like i'm out there with nothing you know so i make the snow cave i put the line it with the spruce trees uh, and this is like limited just survival knowledge i know but just from living here but nothing that i've been like not I, from a class i have no class training. i have no training i have no nothing right so so i line the i, line, I make my snow bed i build like three big ass piles of wood that are like you know as tall as me but it's wood that's going to burn quick it's nothing yeah. thick or anything so i'm trying to get a lot of it it gets dark so this starts at like this ordeal starts at like two in the afternoon on a sunday it ends at like 9 30 p.m um so but it gets it, dark at it three, gets dark at well yeah it gets dark like so now i'm in there i have no gun too by the way so i'm like tripping because i'm thinking i see like 
eyeballs way right. like i'm thinking about wolves and whatever's out there right like you know it, when you're by yourself it gets real out there especially when you have nothing to do i have a correlation yourself. to that remember the time me and you went and you had, we ran out of gas and you left me right on the trail yes. and i stayed there like yes. instead of going with you yes. for like three hours with yeah. no gun no nothing yeah and all i could hear was the wolves howling oh yeah, yeah. so it's like that you know and you're kind of in that like no man's land it's eerie right so so I had it's like a great a, word, eerie. Yeah, it's very it. eerie. So, you know, fast forward, I get this this stuff going. I'm getting ready to light a fire and I hear like <laughs> a snow machine. I literally I say a prayer because I'm like, you know, I say a prayer. I, I have a come to Jesus meeting. And literally five seconds after I say amen, shit you not, I hear a f- snow machine coming up. And I'm like, oh, I run. And it's the, this lady comes up. To this day, I don't know if it's the lady from the Alaska show, Sue, that lives in Kavik or whatever. Sue Akins? Yeah, I, I Sue feel Nia. like in my heart it was her because <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was, but I don't know. And anyway, she it comes up. She, there's a, this 50-year-old lady comes on the trail at 9.30 at night or whatever, and she's like, she comes up to me and I'm just like, oh, thank you. You know, like this after I say my prayer, everything. Yeah. Come to her and I'm like, oh my God. I said, do you believe in God? And she said, yep. And I've been his messenger out here more than once. <laughs> and I just uh, literally lost it. I started crying. Yeah. You know, I just had a moment right there. Yeah. And then she, so the worst part of it was like, up until that point, I have been, you know, active. I'm moving. I'm making, I'm trying to survive. So I didn't stop to think or whatever. And then I had the same experience, like what I did to you, where I left to go get the gas. She's like, well, I don't have any gas, but let me go back to my house and I'll get you. She was coming home from hunting. That's why I think she's 50 year old lady or whatever elder, you know, older lady coming home from hunting on a sled with like snowshoes and a rifle by herself, by herself going to her cabin. badass. Badass. Yeah. So she like leaves and I'm just like, Am I like I'm? I think I'm saved, but am I saved? You know, and then so that so I had to wait there for 45 minutes for her to go to her cabin and come back and give me the gas. She gets me the gas. I ride out, and then we're good to go. Long story longer with that. Next day, I go to REI. Spent like a thousand dollars. I buy everything, (laughs) every survival piece that you could get. I buy the button. Like you push the button, the helicopters come in. The soul blanket, the locator, the the blanket, every fire starter. Shout out to Cisco, sold out. The pot, everything. (laughs) Sweating in your sleep mode. So, where were your buddies on this? So yeah, the homie that was. So my homie was, you know, he he. (laughs) Josh will make it. He was no. He was looking for me the same way I was looking for him. But uh, it was Petersville, and you get you like I yeah. said, everything looks, the, looks same. the same. The, and every he got swamp he got twisted up in the swamp, whatever. And he ended up he ended up finding trying to look for me too. And he found a trail. And then he went back to the lodge. He called my wife. Like he he didn't know my wife, so he like Facebook messaged her and you know was calling the trooper. Like he was making every effort to call the mm. troopers and tell them where we were. But but being that it was so we're so twisted up out there, he, his idea of where we were and where I was where I actually was 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 really far off, right? Uh, because and that's the thing about like you know so moving forward, I ended up getting you know the walkie talkies, the radio because and it saved Carlo, for example, on one of our trips in Petersville because we were uh, riding with Chad, uh, rest in peace, and 
And he, you know, Chad, Chad was like a navigator out there. Like he was that guy that would just, you know, he's, he's going to get you back to the truck, get dude. you back to the truck every time, come help you. He was one of those great, yep. great guys, you know, and, and, uh, we're riding back at night. And when you ride with Chad in Petersville, you don't go on the trail. You go off trail as soon as you leave the truck. Yeah, and don't, don't leave his track. Yeah. So you're following him and we're, we're coming back. And then there's, you know, there's a big, it's easy to get separated out there. And there's a big group of people that kind of merged with us on this swamp. And, you know, we went this way and Carlo somehow drifted left and he ended up being five miles to the left of us mm. and i you know at one of the things that i got after that experience was just a bunch of walkie-talkie so every time we all go out none of those guys have a bca or whatever so i just bring four or five walkie-talkies and whoever's with us i throw them a walkie-talkie and worst case scenario like we get split up we can at least and it's like yep. the simplest thing that you don't think of yeah and you know they how, do work so well, dude. It works so good. And and how many times can you save yourself by just having a, a eighty dollar pack of walkie talkies? <laughs> yeah. Either and that, like talk to your boys. Or you the, know. the in reach where you do the go to feature. You know, you can point if you see someone over there and yeah. you can send it to another person or you know, you can send your location. Yeah. Listen, you should Next not level. go out and Alaska anywhere if you do not have an inreach. I agree. Yeah. Just uh, don't do it. Yeah. No matter if you're going to the now. Russian River or no matter if you're going on your bike in the woods, you can get lost out there. Now yeah. that it's available, because, yeah. you know, it's, 10, yeah. 15 years ago, that wasn't really a thing that we could be talking about. Yeah. yeah. But now that it is a piece of equipment that is now readily available, it's a must have. You, you're. It's yeah. one fourth of the price. I don't want to say what I want to say, but I just want to say it's just not a very good decision not to right at this point and i have the extra one that i uh, the first one that i got when i got to RIA. this was before the inreach came out i got like the uh, spot it's not even a spot but so they told me the it, delorum they, i forget what it's called but they told me to go it was against the spot and it's like a little green unit and you you oh, unfold the uh, antenna and it comes something up go or but whatever. it goes off of uh, polar satir- satellites where I think the spot goes off of satellites that are located near the equator. Mm. And so the, yeah. what they told me was that sometimes um, when you're down in a valley or in something like that, you might not be able to get your, your signal might not yeah. get out. And so I got this one. And so now I bring the spot with me and I have the other one and who are, like, usually I'll give it to Carlo or I'll give it to Cisco. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if shit hits the fan, like push yeah. the button, yeah, you know, yeah. totally. and I know it works because I actually accidentally set it off in my garage last year. Chopper came. <laughs> Chopper called. Face. <laughs> yeah. They called. They're like, is it? Yeah. So I had to wave, wave off the cavalry or whatever. They called your cell phone. Yeah. They called. I called them and he was like, oh, I was getting ready to call you. I was like, yeah, I just set this off on oh. accident. I was cleaning up, getting the bag ready to go oh. hunting or whatever cleaned it out somehow trying to test it and set the set it off and you can't turn it off you have to call them oh yeah. whatever yeah. so i called them and let them know like hey don't send the ha- the the chopper over to boniface and other lights <laughs> we're, we're good over here you know don't need and, the heli back and, and let me just answer this question because i get this question a lot and we've gotten this question on our email and things like that on what is the best communication in Alaska when you're out there and we've had trial and error with the sat phone and the spot and by far the Garmin in reach is what you need to have. Yep. You just, I get it all the time. I see it on, on the forums. I see it on the BHA thing and I see it on the Facebook hunters uh, forums and the other big one. Um, The answer is for Alaska, the Garmin in reach 
works the best. Yeah, the Explorer Hands Plus. Down. Hands down. Yeah. I've been in situations where we're in the Brooks Range or we're in the Wrangles, and the the sat phone doesn't work, the spot doesn't work, but the Garmin inReach will get out the signal. And you can mm-hmm. inReach to inReach. That's the, super important, that, right? Man. Because a lot of times your your party gets split up out there, and you know, just like Josh and Carlos' story, and you can in reach in reach them. The key though is to get that worked out in town before yes. you go, because if oh, it yeah. is very nuanced with like how you enter the number or the email, and just test it out. And sometimes you have to turn on and off features, mm-hmm. but from the web. So, uh, yeah. Let me, let me continue on that because we had to deal with that before. Um, if you're with the inReach and you're out, you can always text to, to someone that's in a city or in phone signal all the time. Yep. Like it's going to work. But if you're trying to text your buddy and you're separated and both of you don't have a phone signal, you have to have his contact, not his cell phone contact in there. You have to have his inReach contact, which is their email. I want to say it's whatever your email is at inReach. Dot dot Garmin. Garmin. Yep. Dot com. Yep. Yeah. Set it up before you go out because you yep. never know when you're going to need to text your buddy. Like we get broken up all the time. We're on sheep hunts and we're like, hey, we're going to go over here. You're going to go over there. You're going 10 miles this way. We're going 10 miles this way. If you need help, let us know. Weather comes in, things like that. Mm-hmm. And so be sure to check that in. And it's, it's an email. So just have that set before you got there because that's the worst thing in the world when you get out there and you pull out this thing. You don't play with it a lot because you're only using it on certain times yep, of the yeah. year. Times of year. Have yep. it set up so that you're ready to go. I, I had w- that. Oh, sorry. I had that experience too with another. Uh, I've been separated twice. I got separated from uh, Carlo and Cisco another time, and I had I had the the handheld Garmin, but I didn't. I wasn't fr- familiar with how to use it. I had marked the truck, and I had it, but you know when it came to navigating my way back. That would have been a whole nother story. So luckily yeah. I found some, you know, good old Alaskan guys that got me out of there. But yeah, always drop the breadcrumbs. Always yeah. set that set yeah. that yeah. out so you can find pop, your way pop, back. Because you uh, never know when you're gonna yeah. get turned around. Red so, ribbon gang. Uh, and that's one of the other <laughs> best things about the Garmin in reach is that when you when I leave, I have those two or three people that every trip I send my tracking to. So it's tracking within the foot the whole time at that interval, you know, to whatever you set it at, you know, if you're flying airplanes, you want it set at like one minute. If you're hiking, you want it set at 10 minutes or whatever, but you packing out that goat three years ago with Jake in the middle of the night down a bear trail for six, for six miles. Um, we got off the trail and it, we wouldn't have been able to get out that night if we didn't find that trail again. And it was amazing with the thing Bluetooth to my phone. I was able to look at the phone and go, I need to walk 10 feet to the left and walk over. And there's like, oh, here's this bear trail. We're back on it. We're going to get home tonight. That's happened with us with the uh, snow machining with the the GIA app. So we'll, I'll use that. I'll track the route in. And then we're, you know, like in Cantwell, we, we come in, there's one way to go in and the rest of it's like, you know, cliff coming out. And so, you kind of you gotta come come out the same way that you came in, or right. you, you could be in for something if you try to find your own way. Eagle Rock, yeah, record. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. so that's how three sixty off the rock. You know, you plant you you watch your route in, and you know, oh, I'm, I'm ACL. I'm half a mile this way. I gotta go. You know, so it, it definitely helps. But so you're saying with the the with the spot, you actually share that location with your 
with yeah. someone in town. So, yeah, the, the so on the, the in reach, you can or, do. I'm sorry, with the Garmin, yeah. yeah. Right. So every trip I take, if I'm li- leaving the Whittier Harbor or if I'm about to leave the road system on a sheep hunt or even if I'm flying in on a sheep hunt, um, immediately I share the coordinates with three people, usually two, two for sure, and there's a third one that I know will save my life and also know my plan. Yeah. when I should be in contact and stuff. So if one of them doesn't hear from me or something happens to that person, the other person's there and they're all aware that they, they know, all have they it so they can on. get together and talk. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really important for Alaska. You, yeah. you want that, you want to have that, okay, this is the minute, it, anything past this minute, if you don't hear from me, mm-hmm. then it's time to like go on high alert. And yeah. then there's this other time after that, you know, six hours, eight hours after that, that this is when you send in some help yeah. Yeah. Um, or, or start take actually taking action. Yeah, because action. when something actually happens, you know, the time is of the essence and oh, man. Yeah. it's important Sensitive. to get a response yeah. quick. Yeah. Let yeah. me tell you, it's $25 a month to have the unlimited 10 minute um, tracking and you get a certain amount of texts I think it's right. 40, 40, yeah. 40 a yeah. month. So that's it's well worth it. And the question that we also get is the normal inReach versus the mini inReach. And my thought process with that is if your phone dies, the mini is like kind of useless. You know, if you don't if you don't have the, the map ass, dude. and it's a pain oh in the ass God. to connect. I just feel like the the main one, like and the so battery you didn't tell me that when I bought my mini. The battery um, is the battery's like <laughs> I haven't charged this thing in probably two years. Dude. Yeah, it's you probably never like charge it. I, I have the yeah. mini, and so I I never charge it, but I have a phone with the yeah. So the if your phone dies, charger. the mini you can't get your hold of your contacts. Right. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, just get the regular yeah. one. It's a little yeah. it's a little bit heavier. It's double the size, it's but it's 100 percent better. But you know, we have we always have the like. So my phone has the extra battery, and then I also have the. The charge in with five, so I mean, you know. I think this. What if your phone gets wet? True. Break. Which but, is you highly, but I'm saying you didn't tell me this screen. when I called you. Well, to I didn't ask know you which that. one to buy. I didn't. So I this didn't, is new well, game. Well, yeah, this is new game. Yeah. Okay. We're listening right now. As you have the big Garmin and I have the Mini, I see. Yeah, I think, no, I, I mean I like the Mini for a lot of situations, yeah. but so when, I when, you, when you outweigh when you outweigh yeah. the possibility of your phone being messed up, no, that makes sense. It's just like. I this should, and and it has the map right there. So if your phone, if you're trying to link with the mini and, and you're trying right. to get out on your bread on your bread trail, and the phone dies, dude, or it gets wet, you're yeah, done, dude. You're depending yeah, on yeah. that. Yeah, and we've All been right. in situations in Sitka where we had to get out and and use and use your in reach, like. Yep. So I got a pony mini up. for it's sale. Like 50 bucks if anybody, anybody <laughs> wants to hit me up, I'll be on Facebook Marketplace. Get a waterproof Next case week. there. Boots. I got the yeah. mini. I think that the other thing that Alaskans don't realize is they're like, oh, I'm going to go my first sheep hunt this year, so I'm going to go buy that on, you know, July 10th. That in reach isn't available in Anchorage in one month from now. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. It's like Heather's Choice right before sheep hunting. They, they're they off the shelves. So mm-hmm. if people yeah. want in, in reaches, they need to go Get it now. buy them now. Get ahead of the Get game. Get ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaking of Heather's Choice, Heather's Choice is an affiliate of ours. If you're looking to buy your backpacking gear, your hiking gear, your hunting gear, we have a promo code for Heather's Choice. The promo code is Alaska Wild. Put that in, you get 50% off of your entire order. It helps two to three Alaskan-based companies, and you're already going to buy this stuff. Listen, I'm not hating on REI or Sportsman Warehouse or Cabela's, but when you go to her website, you're literally putting the money into Alaskan's pockets 
versus some of these big box stores. Promo code Alaska Wild for Heather's Choice gluten-free organic meals. Do your body a favor. Go to heatherschoice.com. Promo code Alaska Wild. Alaska Wild. Alaska Wild. Sounds yeah, good. it's badass. She really came through for us on that, dude. And what a surprise, too. She it's just, just like Alaska supporting it. Alaskans. Yeah, she she just just in the treehouse, the same thing. Like the, yep. there's Alaskans really will step up when they see something that's true. Yeah, and 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 they they know they see they know it. And, you and just keep it in the circle. I mean, yeah. I I had Daniel. I had the Anchortown dogs at my store yesterday uh, last right? night. Yeah, yeah, celebrating 420. He was out there cooking up dogs from 5:30 to 8. You know, I was over at Jack Cidery getting mimosa ciders and. The amazing local greens. I mean, the so listen, this local green thing, it's really something different because, I, you know, I what I like to do, I like to support all my friends. If my friends are doing business, I'm going to their friends or to their business first. So, of course, the trash cans at my at my store are Northern Waste or nobody else because those are the boys that I went to high school with. So I'm going to go to them. If I need a if I need my car fixed, I'm going to go to Able. If I want to buy some cider, I'm going to go to Jack. If I if I need it, you know what? I'm just going to support the guys that I grew up with and that are doing business because I feel like that's the way it should be. If I today I bought it or yesterday I bought a new truck, finalized it today, got it from my boy Ricky over at Lithia Kia. He's the best ever. He takes care of me every time. Eric Connick over there. I mean, they they just hands down walk in red carpet. You don't got to do nothing. Easy peasy, right? And so. I think that's just the way it is. You got to support the people around you that are doing quality, quality stuff and, and, you know, keep the money rotating. Yeah. And none of these people that we're suggesting you guys go to, like, these are our friends. Yeah. We're telling you these guys are going to treat you right. Like yeah. go see them and, and you're going to be done right. And if not, tell us and guess what? We'll tell them. Yeah. Like, For Hey sure. bro, you messed up on this. You need yeah. to get it right yeah. or yeah. whatever it may be. Yeah. But regardless, they're, they're going to come through. I mean, we don't, well, they, we, we, we deal with people that treat people right yeah. all around. Yeah. But anyway, back to the whole point of that was the local greens. I nice. went to buy the local greens. I, I took it home. Jack was nice enough to give me a four-pack of cider, gave me a couple extra packs of greens. We gave, we dropped some off to my wife's um, mom and, and her father over there. And then we went home. We, we uh, ate some that night in a salad. It was amazing. But the best was... We came home from the Winter King Derby. Well, we were lucky enough to get a to get a king. Oh, we got to come back to that. Literally, yeah, literally, five minutes after it opened, we dropped the first line. Brandon's brother Dan, boom, catches as soon as he hand, uh, Eric hands yeah. him the pole. Rod Bender, up, yeah, Rod Bender, right out. We thought we won the Derby. Boom. Oh, oh man, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it looked like a big fish. It was a big fish. It looked yeah. real big in a small net, right? <laughs> yeah. So we. Have so, you got that little rubber net on his boat? Yep. Yeah, so we. So rest of the day, nothing. Not a bite. Not a nothing. You know, we fish all the way till the end. We get nothing. But I'll tell you what. You get home, and you know, we each got. I think. Two, we got two. It's we split it up. We had the fish company process it out there. Never had to touch it or whatever after the weighing. And uh, we we each got two bags of fish. Went home. My wife cooked it up. We had the local greens, the bok choy on there. And I'll tell you what, it was amazing. You guys like the the freshness of the greens. And you know Jack's big on this, and he's he's it's another passion project that he's putting his his heart and soul into with the boys over there at the cidery. 
And I'll tell you what, man, that stuff is actually amazing. So make sure that you guys head over there and pick up some local greens because there's a big difference in stuff that's flown up here or barged up here versus stuff that these guys are growing in that, in that, uh, in that amazing environment over there. So it's, and the comparison that I like to say is if you've ever had like regular shrimp from cars or new Sagaya and you go get it and then you actually find a friend that has a boat and you get out in Prince William sound and you get some of that shrimp from out there. Yeah, it's yeah. 12 hours old. Dude, you're like night and day. You're yeah. like, what have I been mm-hmm. eating yeah. this whole time? Change your it's life. insane. Yeah. And it's, no it's, shrimp tastes like this. No, yeah. Exactly. And it's like, you know, people people that are gardeners, and shout out to all the gardeners, and my wife is a gardener, and we do the gardening, and, and, and that's a short window of when you're getting those fresh greens. Yeah. And yeah. you guys are providing that all year long all with year local round. greens, AK, local greens underscore AK on Instagram. Go get a subscription. It's cheap. And you're getting fresh, the freshest. Like they're literally going to the garden yeah. and cutting it for you while you sit there and wait for them to get it. It's like well, you get a mimosa cider. Yeah, get a mimosa cider. Yeah. By the time you finish it, you got your fresh greens in your hand, and you're eating the best. Yeah, the yeah. best greens right there. Like it's you can't. Else. It's amazing. Yeah, we yeah. appreciate the shout out, boys, yeah. and it's awesome to hear the stories of people cooking with it, and yeah. and then people that have been you know cooking with products like bok choy like their whole life and then yeah. come in and are like wow this is a game changer yeah. um you know during covid i think we all realized that we just don't have sustainable produce in alaska so no. you know we're trying to do our part this isn't something we're we're trying to you know go buy a new ocean boat with this is for the community we yeah. want more delicious fresh greens in people's diets because that's what we deserve and we yeah. need as alaskans we're lacking it and there's just so much more substance to and freshness to it. And when you come in and you get it, like the subscriptions, we're cutting it that morning, that afternoon, when you know, based on when you're coming in. So then it's fresh in the last month. You go to Costco or somewhere. Yeah, I love Costco. You know, I know yep. you don't love Costco, Daniel, but I, I love Costco. I love Costco. You just don't <laughs> love going there. Yeah. yeah. But, but actually, one question that my wife had because you know she's signing up and she wants to sign up for a bunch. But if you're still a gardener, and this is what I told her, she's like, "Well, I don't want to sign up for some of the things that we're going to grow." I was like, "Well, sign up for the other things. You don't have to sign up for a certain." Yeah. Green, so you right? don't have to sign up for a certain green. You can get something different and you have those options. Um, and the other thing we can do is we can give you bulbs and we can give you a live plant to Ooh, plant. So for Mother's Day, you're oh, telling me people can is. come down a double shovel, get the bulbs that your family likes to eat, mm. try it first, yeah. buy a bag or two, be like, boom, I like this, I like that, and get the actual bulbs. That's absolutely, absolutely right. Amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And Amazing. I'll tell you what, it's one of those things where you hear about it and it's not, you know, the idea makes sense and everything. But when you actually taste it, you know, my wife cooks with a lot of bok choy and this bok choy in particular with the Kachemak Bay salmon, the king salmon. I mean, it the way it pops and what I mean, it's amazing, man. And I think I think once people taste it and they you'll you'll notice the difference right away. Yeah. Yeah. I had my first salad with uh really awesome sandwich my wife made she made a sandwich and a salad i sent you that picture yeah yeah and it was like you 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 could taste you know that like soily fresh yeah. refreshing yep. like just hits your palate on I the know, back Chris. of your tongue yeah. if you ever had something fresh out of the garden yeah, like literally yeah. just you almost know. just came yeah. out of the ground yeah, yeah it, it has yeah. that and 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 this isn't just 
you know, hype up local greens. Like this is real. This is it's that yeah, good. No. It's that fresh. Yeah, for it's, me, I don't. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, if I, I if I'm saying it's real, I'm not gonna make up no, a story. No. It, yeah, if Josh is, you should probably buy it. Yeah, it's pretty. Yeah. It's gonna be good. <laughs> well, the cool thing is, like, you can we hang your hat on it. We we love the farming here, and everyone should have their gardens and even make them bigger. You know, as long as you can mm. eat it all. Mm-hmm. But this is something that you know we want to support and do do uh, make this available year round. Right. Right. You know, so it's yeah. like yeah, which is a huge challenge for anybody that's not going to go out and spend the money to have one of the you know yeah. I mean, not everybody can do that. Yeah, and the work. I mean, it is yeah, the you're farming. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot yeah. of work that goes. A lot into of work it. in farming. Believe it or yeah. not. Speaking you about guys. farming, I kind of want to transition that into the treehouse. And um, um, Josh is, man, he's one of our platinum sponsors, dude. He's he's one of the guys that saw the vision from the beginning. You know, obviously one of our friends, um, one of the investors in Alaska Wild Project and the owner Definitely. of Treehouse AK. Uh, one of the guys that's been, you know, involved in the cannabis culture for longer than we could say. Mm-hmm. And... It's just like if you haven't been up to that store yet, um, we're going to just do a, a slight. We're not going to do the traditional ad read because we hear we haven't been saying it right from the guy who's on the mic all the time. But um, yeah. Who said that? I never said that. <laughs> you guys are doing an amazing job. If you haven't been up to the treehouse yet, it's another place that is one of those uniquely Alaskan places where you can go in there and feel like you're still in Alaska, but you're like in a unique original place where you can talk to those people up there. I just had my event up there for the 420 with Anchortown Dogs and you meet the staff there and you meet the ladies there and you meet Chris there, the manager. I mean, you ask these guys a question whether you're talking about your dog and CBD or you're talking about you got a date on Saturday night or you're about to go on this trip and you need something to mellow out. These guys are providing something not only an experience but the knowledge where like you're satisfied that you actually receive something that you're going to use and actually get benefit from it. Yeah. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. 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 So I want to talk about a little bit about that and just to pump up the treehouse, um, your inspiration for that and like the start of that and, and the building of that. And for you to just have one of those stores in Boniface, um, it's right on Boniface almost when you get to the, um, the, the exit to the parks, right? The there. exit to the parks, there, right on the base, right in the strip mall. Shout out to um, Austin Cop and Northwest Flyers we'll and check. all that, right there, right on the yeah. Anabana face, truly east side. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. What was the what was the thought process of building that, and how's it been? Um, the love that you're getting from the community from that. Yeah. So it started like, um, you know, the, the funny story about that is that um, my. My grandpa was the first state farm agent in Alaska, and I think um, Chuck's dad, who's the owner of that unit, was the was the first field adjuster in Alaska. So our family history goes back for years. When uh, cannabis became legal in 2014, I drove around that night with my wife because I, you know, I've been involved in cannabis culture my whole life, like a lot of people around here, and so it was just a part of our our existence and. Um, I knew that when it became legal, it was something that I was going to do one way or the other. So I kind of had my sights set on it. Um, So that night I I drove around with my wife. I drove all around town. I saw where Enlighten was at. And I was at, that was the spot I originally first wanted to get. But I was worried about um, the proximity to the school being so close to West High and everything. 
So um, we drove all through town, all through Spinard, everything like that. I came, I live on uh, Boniface and Northern Lights area. So I came home down the highway and I drove past uh, Northwest Auto Parts in that strip mall. And I just, I did a U-turn and I came back and I drove down that street and I told her, I was like, this is where I need to be. Like, these are my boys. I play hockey with Chuck, play hockey with Chris. I've known Chris my whole life. Like our families are connected. I just, I just told her like, this is where I was going to be, you know, and, and that was it. And it never, you know, it didn't happen until three years later that I got the spot, but it's just funny how that whole thing comes full circle because that night I drove around with the vision and told her that was the spot. So we went through some ups and downs. I almost partnered with another grow um, that didn't work out, ended up getting a grow with, with a buddy of mine um, out in the Valley. And then I, the, the way that I got that spot was I ran into Chuck at the coffee cart right on Northern lights and, and Boniface. Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And so he's getting, you know, Chuck is the, is just an awesome guy, legend, like the best kind of mentor you could have, you know, just a, uh, just a great businessman. He owns Northwest Auto Parts and that whole land over there and tons of other stuff. Badass Alaskan, too. Just dude. a badass Alaskan yeah. hunting, just, fishing. Yeah, he's the realest raised, of the real. Raised three great boys, you know, yeah. just a real solid guy and a real good mentor for me to have and blessed to have in my, him in my life. And uh, and the whole family, the relationship and everything is just amazing. And um, so I was I was getting a coffee that morning. And I see him through the window, and I'm like, "Hey, let me buy that guy the coffee, you know, because he's we play we play men's league together. Yeah, and yeah. he's like 70, and he's still playing men's league, right? That's awesome. <laughs> so he's like everything we want to be, right? Oh, yeah. Go to the salty yeah. dog, out drink you, everything, right? Oh, yeah. Him and Dave Tidings, yeah. the old Give codger, his kid a hard time. Got to be the first old codger. Yeah, well, we won't talk about. It. Yeah, yeah. Dave and Chuck, we're waiting for you to come in here. Yeah, yeah, dude, I I've been hearing the stories. I, what I really want to hear is the farewell bison hunt like that oh, ride i want to know to get like, a half a bottle of uh yeah, yeah. Red no, I will, i'll have it all breast. i'll have it yeah. all and just get those old boys in here and yeah. let's do this thing because i gotta hear about that shit. yeah so anyway i see chuck in the coffee and he's like hey by the way that unit came available and it, it's the old uh it was a gross store and it was a gun store before he's like hey that unit can be available and i'm like oh, i can't i can't do it chuck you know i don't got enough money or whatever i, I told him and then, like, half an hour goes by, and I, I'm just thinking to myself, like, and this is 2017, you know, I'm thinking, man, there's no way I got I got to do this. Like, yeah. I got to just lock it up. Like, I'll figure out a way later. That's right. Right? And so I call him back, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to go look at it. So I go look at it with Chris, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get it. So I get it, whatever, and then fast forward, you know, from 2017 to we opened in, in July 2020, and... During the time that we first got involved in it, there was a much longer wait in the queue with the state. Mm. Um, you know, like you had to get a spot, get everything figured out, and then you'd be waiting nine months before yeah. you got your approval. Nowadays, like our buddy Justin with the hangar, um, another great cultivator, he just he just you know start to finish ten months had his first harvest. Fully streamlined. Oh, awesome. Meanwhile, you know we were waiting for years basically, right. and so we just uh, but. You know, either way, we made it happen through the hustle and just uh, over the course of those years, we, we first opened up the grow and then we opened up the um, retail store in uh, summer of last year. And it was just it was just blood, sweat and tears to get it open. And and, uh, you know, just every you know, you got to maintain your life, but then still put everything into like getting this, but still make sure that you're maintaining your bills and doing yeah. what you got to do to like keep your family above board and. And so it was just a really, uh, just a 
hellacious struggle for three, four years, you know, with the, with the oh, cidery yeah. and with the dogs, you know, it's, it's just go, 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 go. That's and, right. uh, now that now we're open and we're to that point where, you know, things are kind of sailing smooth. I have an amazing team over there, you know, it starts, it starts at top and just goes all the way through, uh, the GM over there. Chris is just amazing. Like, and I can't speak better. Of made Chris, my man. life, yeah, made, made, G, made my life so easy, man, because uh, just made my life a lot easier than it would be without a guy like that because yeah. he came into the game um, from Fairbanks having opened, I believe our store was the sixth that he mm. that he had opened. So mm -hmm. going into it, he was kind of nonchalant about it and kind of had me worried. And I'm I'm like, man, my whole life is on the line here. Yeah. Like, are we, are you yeah. sure? You know? And I'm trying to and and like, in general, like I'm a guy that does everything for people around me. So mm -hmm. I'm used to like micromanaging and like. Kind of like, all right, if I don't do it, it's not going to be done right, right. kind of thing. So I kind of have, I kind of have that attitude, and I, I had to learn to like step back and let Delegate. things, right, yeah. right, just let Trust things people. be what they were. And it took like, you know, up until opening the store, I was kind of like nervous because he was kind of nonchalant about it. And then when I saw how he got down in the first week, I knew like everything I did try to come at him like, Hey, uh, what about this dude? He's like, Oh yeah, I already did that. I already called that. You know, he was already on it. So I just, I just kind of learned to like, okay, I'm going to, as long as the, as long as the, my, my main thing is as long as we're, we're driving in the right direction, I don't need to be controlling every turn. Yeah. I always mm. call Good that analogy. trust, right? but verify. Yeah. Yeah, so like, I, I'm like, I'm going to give you the car. I'm going to, you know, you have the experience in this, you let, you know, and I learned from him, you know, like, and I think, and I think what, obviously what I bring is a lifetime of, of involvement in the culture. So I think that comes across in the store with how we treat people with, with the product that we sell, with the way it looks, with the experience there, all the little details that are going to come with, with a lifetime of being involved in that. And then at the same time, like trusting your team to do what they're, what they're supposed to do and not trying to trying to get him you know tell them every little thing yeah, to do. no micromanaging yeah no and and so yeah it's it's been amazing we just had the 420 and coming up on a year in business and it's just been great like i still i'm still like in awe that like yeah. i'm like selling weed on boniface where i used to like i used to live on camelot drive right around there and i used to catch the bus to clark from <laughs> that parking lot right. and i would like steal candy from the gr the store and like the uh, gas station uh, sell it out of my locker now. at right. clark like i used to yeah like <laughs> this full circle oh man. you had a like, candy store like, like oh you know i had a candy store dude i had the candy store with the bubble gum at the locker everything like Ben, ben hustling. Yo, Boots has got the bubblicious. Yeah. So, yeah. like, just to come full circle and, like, be over there on Boniface with Chuck where it all started with Chris. And it's this amazing, like, story. I still can't even, like, imagine that it's, like, real. It was meant to be, Josh. Yeah. It was meant uh, to definitely be right was, there, you know. And shout out to my uh, partner, Municipality of Anchorage. I take them taxes every month, and it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's still weird to like think about like, oh yeah, now we're now we're we're partners now, and I you know bring the big bag down there every month. They're like, hey, how you doing? You know, yeah, yeah. and we're all happy about we're it. We're all happy about yeah, it. So that's right. as it should be. I mean, it's great. Yeah, you're just in. You're investing in where we live, bro. Yeah, that's so it. I have a few uh, kind of like more like technical questions for you. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So. You know, I have this 11-year-old lab. I think uh, half Anchorage knows Brooks Ranger, and she's mm. a damn good dog, really mm -hmm. good bird hunter, but, you know, she's getting older. Mm -hmm. And then I've been hearing a lot of, you know, CBD kind of benefits. Yeah. yeah 
do you have any advice for me? I just think CBD is just a it's it's something that's a well documented um, it's a well documented medicinal effect to take CBD. I've personally experienced it when you when you smoke a CBD strain or you eat a CBD a CBD edible. You can feel it in your body versus it's not a, like a mental high. It's you know I've had I've had some concentrates that was heavily um, cited on the CBD side, not so much on the T, uh, the THC, and you can completely almost like feel it hit your body where you where you just feel a relaxation. You know, mm. in my experience, I don't know how long the you know some of that stuff lasts. In my experience, like the topical rubs and stuff like that, they work for a little bit, but you you, you kind of need to reapply it. Um, but you know, like, um, good cannabis, for instance, just came out with something, a patch that, um, that Chris, you know, Chris has, you know, some back pain or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he said that he puts that on there and it's just amazing. Like the way that it really, yeah. And I'm not sure if that one is actually THC or CBD, but either way it's, you know, those type of, um, the CBD in general is just, it definitely helps with the dog's joints. I know your dog. Yeah, you should put your dog. Yeah. Your dog's not on it. Yet? My dog's still good. My dog, yeah, my dog is eleven years old, but you know she's. Dang, Boo's that old now? Yeah, big Boo. Yeah, big Boo. no, it did a wonder from Remy. Yeah, yeah it did, dude. It, yeah, it, it turned like into a puppy, dude. We got at she least another apart, year of life. Dude. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. at least another year out of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. it's it's good stuff. I personally, I I you know I I haven't taken a ton of it, and I can't speak you know too far into it, but. Um, but I think I, I know it helps. I know it helps people for sure. Right. With the inflammation. Yeah. 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 I wonder which product, I mean, it would be like a drip. The, the I've given her some before where, you know, you drop a few drops in her food every morning, but what would be best? Yeah. You, I, I wouldn't, you know, where, what, what I would defer to that is our staff over there. They're amazing and they're doing it every day. Right. Um, they're in mm-hmm. there every day and they would be the best people to, to tell you like specifically what, um, what product would be best right. for you i'm not the best guy for that so yeah shout out to the i mean the team is awesome over there totally. and they're just like super good on everything so if you go in there anytime someone's gonna know what's up yeah yeah so jack do we got a trivia yeah today? we have a, we have some good trivia and i'm just gonna say josh has been talking a lot of shit a lot of shit boys there recently hasn't been one trivia question i think we should do who can Google, I got pretty who close can Google on it the fastest? Yeah, I did hear you bring that up at the cidery. Instead you were, of instead of uh, just who knows, it out. yeah, because it's a lot of you guys don't know shit. And, and as a little history, I I know we brought up Mr. Moore before, and I remembered his name is Dave Moore. Dave Moore. Um, Josh was at UAA. Shout out to the Sea Wolves. Shout out to our merch. Dude, if you're um, talk about Sea Wolves. that's nasty. Listen, yeah. go to AlaskaWildProject.com. We have really. Pretty sweet looking hoodies. Nice look colors right there. Oh yeah, we're repping the Sea Wolves. Coming, we're ready to play. We're ready to play. All right, so we're gonna start this off. We're gonna we're gonna rock some trivia. So since Josh is Josh is here, and uh, and I heard some flack, um, (laughs) I definitely didn't throw any softballs. um, And I think it's good to have like a little you know humbling experience. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot from these questions too, but since you guys are Sea Wolves guys, uh, what was the first year Sea Wolves played hockey in the NCAA as Division One? Ooh, nineteen fifty-six. Ninety-four. Nineteen fifty-six. Ninety-one. And so, is it closest wins? 
closest we usually go closest go, without but, going over but for a, a year guess i think well, just closest over. yeah you can go over on this okay well that if that's right. the case oh, closest yeah. i know that it was after um What'd you it was say? After I was a kid. I'm gonna go 92. You guys didn't even take me seriously. I said 1956. Yeah, that's you're way off with yeah. that. Yeah. I said 92. I'm gonna go 92. You so guys, we were at Solon Arena probably all together before 92 watching. Well, these you deals. said Division One. Are you talking yeah, about Division, Division One hockey no. Sea Wolves? Oh, you're talking about the uh, days with like Key Street and Dean Larson and those guys. I might have they messed were up. They D1 then too. Wow, so, Bill Cody. I didn't so, know they were. I'm I'm thinking of that division that they were in for so, the last 20 years. So that's when they moved from being an independent. So they're like okay. how Notre Dame is was in football forever. Okay. UAA was so one of the. 1957. I think there was what I'm three. Talking about. I think there was. So like, and then they moved right. to what was it? The WH. WCHA. WCHA. Yeah. And they moved to that. And that was in the, the 90s, 90s, right? Yeah. Okay, that's what I was thinking. So it's there's probably... a picture right. of UAA and UAF playing at Seward's Folly over here off Abbott in the men's room or in the hallway to the men's room. I got a picture of it. I want to look it up on my phone. I want to play the UAC Wolf song. Oh, you should. U-A-A. Let me look it up. Well, those you were, should. yeah, those were the club days. But so. I, that's what I'm saying. Like, you talk about. So, had to be the a 80s different then. time. It's 1979. Probably. Damn, 79. Did you guys even guess anything? Yeah, we well, said yeah, 91. I, I, I guessed 92. Is, and this yeah. is like also a mini shout out to the, you know, Save UA, so Save Seawolves, because we need college hockey here. And a lot oh, of people dude. have been putting out a lot of hard work. A lot of businesses are donating to raise funds. Yeah. And they got us through the next, next year, and they're still trying to raise funds. So, anyone out there that loves college hockey and wants to support local hockey, get out there, contact the Go Seawolves people, and uh, you can go contact them on Facebook and uh, show your support, see what their next event it is, uh, donate some money. Damn, found it. What's up, Waldrop? What's up, Dean Larson? What's up, Justin Johnson? JJ. Woo! Boys. Something about the sea wolves. UAA, UAA. We are the sea wolves and we're ready to play. Woo! Shout out to the producer. Boys. Damn, that just kind of gave me chills, bro. Like being like a 10 year old kid just going to Sully and watching those games. Yeah, when they used to have cheerleaders. Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) They did, didn't they? Oh yeah, me Damn, and Pops man. were out standing on the wall looking at the. I'll just never forget that they had they had Key Street, like Darren Donald, Derek uh, Donald, Derek Donald. My bad. Uh, Wild Bill Cody, Dean Larson, Bogovich, Bogovich. Ah, those guys that just killed the they best so league nasty, to this day. Dude. And shout the out to Kinger, brothers, Kinger, the goalie Chris from the King. EA. Oh yeah, yeah. Chris King. Mm-hmm. And then they came. And then in our era, they had like JJ Johnson. They had Matt Shasby. Who are some other local boys that went there? Waldrop. Waldrop, Merritt yep. Waldrop. Ryan Young. Ryan, Ryan Young. Young. Yeah. Man, just Brad amazing. G- Brad Gorham. Man, that I know we're missing some of us. Like, Donald you didn't was. mention me. Yeah. <laughs> but what an environment that was. God, that was amazing. So I got this picture. 1936 championship game, University of Alaska versus University of Fairbanks Ice Carnival. 36? 1936. These dudes oh. are on. Oh, oh, we'll definitely put that up on the YouTube. Yeah. Send that to me. I will. I mean, I, I 
when I saw this, I was like, that, "That's fake." Like, Send it to me fuck? right now so we put it up on the TV. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. It's just airdrop I, it to I, me. It's it's in progress. I couldn't believe it. I was like, 1936. Like this, it's horse and carriage times, dude. Like yeah. what? That's throwback in Alaska. There was nothing in Alaska. Like yeah. how did? That's crazy. What these dudes do to get there? Like how they even travel? I I mean I know there's v- automobiles back then, but. In Alaska, the roads weren't just some like highways. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Just look at the about picture. The look at the picture, bro. Just look at the crowd, dude. Thirty-six, man. That's like forty years after the fuck the Western days. Just thinking about man, the whole like, building of Alaska in those days, like I, with no I, gear, I no mean, nothing. Like, yeah, we're going that way down that valley. Like, how did hence, they end up? Hence like, my heinous ass. You know what I mean? Time like, just out. think about that. Like, yeah. how do you end up in in Anchorage? Like. <laughs> You know, when you think about when you're out there now and you're looking at your maps and you have all your gear and you're this and that and you can push a button a helicopter. These punching, guys are punching the railroad to these Seward, guys dude. are punching yeah. a railroad through nowhere to yeah. nowhere and yeah. you know yeah. I don't know. It's amazing. I know. It it's like still baffles me happen? when I go out there and I even see all these trails that are out there like yeah. oh yeah. Where do these trails come from? They yeah, go for, mines. they go forever. Yeah. They go forever. Like when we're in Butte Butte Creek Trail. And looking down, remember when we went where your daughter yeah. shot the caribou? It just goes endlessly. And just goes for, forever. Yeah. And it's like, where, how, did, how did this get here? It's like yeah. the it's town of road. Chisana in the middle of um, Elias St. Wrangell St. Elias Ringles, Park. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. At one time, that was the biggest town in the state. Wow. It's a ghost town now. You have to fly in an airplane. Yeah. Wow. It, it was a mining maker. Like, uh, I think there's over 10,000 people there. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So much out. It's so expansive. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh yeah, it's just endless. Yeah. All right, we're going for the second question. Well, hold, uh, who won that? You did. Yeah. No, Daniel did. I'm sorry. Wait, what'd you he, say? Oh, without going no, over. Without we, going we over. over. He you, said you can go over on this one, right? What did you guess? Fifty-six. Fifty-seven. And he was you, over. I guess ninety-one. Ninety-one, and what did I you guess? Ninety-two. Yeah, ninety-two. And what was it? I think Daniel won because you said you can go over. Seventy-nine, on this one. and I said. Oh yeah, okay. Over. So All Daniel right, won cool. that so one. So seventy-nine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you guys were just so far away that I didn't think Super that far. counted. Yeah, no. I, was... I kind of got, my head was on uh, Division One WCHA. That's yeah. Right, yeah, yeah, it tricked you a little bit. I didn't I didn't think about that they were actually, they were actually independent 1AA is what it was, right? They, they weren't 1A. Yeah, they were. Division really? One. yeah. And, and all those. Division one a when they were independent? Yeah, so they may have been um, at some point double A, but I know that they, from seventy nine to whenever On, they, it was, yeah, oh, okay. they were D one okay. um, independent, and I think like a lot of people think that was the downfall. I I do because oh. program. it's 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 you're too, too proud, huh? Well, no, it's like, just you can't compete with like if you're trying to recruit a kid. And you're competing against like Denver, like Denver or somebody, Colorado State, Colorado College, or yeah, somebody that's yeah. in, a, in a market like that. And like, you know, the stadium's packed, and then, you know, the team's competitive, and you, you know, you're getting, you're basically, it's hard to compete to come to Alaska and play in this market, and mm. it, you know, it's a tough sell for a, for to get a top kid. So it's that's hard right. to get the top kids to stay competitive in in the long run. In the mm. league that you join. They don't see it as a benefit of you being here. 
because suddenly oh, they they have to fly up all the time. Right. The lures the lures gone. Right. But if you're independent, you can continue to battle these teams, and it's exciting now for Michigan to come up and play Once or in a while, yeah. or Minnesota yeah. instead of being in their division, and it, it's weighing down the cost of all the teams to fly here. Yeah. Hey, right. shout out to the St. Mary's boys, the fucking boys over there. Hit us up with the um the boat question. St. Mary's. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. We did get Maybe they should question. transfer to the fucking boys over here. <laughs> <laughs> come D one, baby. Ooh. So if you come, <laughs> we're gonna bait you in. We're gonna That's take right. you bow hunting if you come play at yeah. University come to Alaska. We'll get you well, loose. What was so badass was that those dudes all ended up becoming aces, dude. Yeah. Like they kept yeah. it like real. They made their run. They tried to go pro. They. You know, they were all like right on that edge, right? The streets and the well, some of them, yeah. A lot, of, you know, everyone has a different hockey story, but yeah, yeah. there's definitely some guys that touched. Seemed like touched they were all on level. the edge, yeah. yeah, yeah. But when they came back home and then they played in front of us, yeah. they were as nasty as anything you've ever seen. Yeah. The first know? one was that played for UAA that was like big was Mike Peluso. You guys remember? Oh, that? oh yeah. And he went yeah. to the New Jersey Jersey yep. Devils. Like even oh. though he wasn't from Alaska, it was like one of the Alaska boys made it. You know. Yeah. But yeah. to me, to this day, the one that f- touches my soul is Justin Johnson. Oh, he JJ. Just, that's just the best story ever. JJ, I, all the years I was on the grind, I'd be driving down the street and I see JJ on his rollerblade, just the hardest working man in show business, dude. Just yep. on the coastal trail with the broom. Yep, uh, just doing it. <laughs> and when he knocked with out, the Walkman. Uh, yeah, when he knocked that guy out, what was the Singing guy? Mike you, Scott. A- yeah, Scott. Dude, when he knocked out Mike Scott, you remember we uh, were coming home from bro, Homer, right? That's right. We we're coming home from Homer. We're at the Tesoro getting the breakfast, you know, just doing some fat. Oh, we were moves. on the tournament. Yeah, we're coming yeah, off the Kevin Homer. Yeah. We're we're getting the uh, breakfast sausage at the the Tesoro and Sterling. The one right at the bottom of the oh, one at Sterling oh, yeah, that has yeah, the yeah. ice cream cones and all yeah. that. The last and man, like, we stop. watched that thing and it was just like when he did that, it was like we all won. Yeah, you know, like totally. like all the East Siders won that day. Like he did that shit for. And you think about the same thing when what, like what happened? Well, just the same thing like when Scott. When the when the Stanley Cup at like straight out of high school, yeah. like yeah, we we grew up together like we could all see scott's mission all the work all the skates all the leaving early all that shit that went into that so you just have an emotional attachment to that same with jj like when jj it's right right one and one with it's right uh, to me too like when jj did that because it's almost like it's almost better because it was like the guy that that it was like the the guy that had a grind, the guy that the wasn't guy that like had to work the for light everything. wasn't shown on him the yeah, whole time. Everything yeah, everything was harder. Yeah. Like he put in the most work. I literally remember just seeing JJ on Tudor and Boniface a thousand times on his rollerblades, and I'd be bending in the corner doing what I'm doing, and he's riding his rollerblades, and he was never smoking, he was never you know wasn't partying too hard, he was just working, 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 yeah. yep. and he went in Amer, you know. He was in the ECHL in this league and that league. And then at 32, he gets his, like, finally gets his shot, you know, and he just, and he knocks out this gigantor. Yeah. Like, and this he guy called it. He y- called it dude. that summer. He was uh, like, hey, if I ever get a chance, I'm going to call him. I'm going to do it. And yeah. he was talking about doing it in, like, training camp. But yeah. And actually did it in, in his, what, third NHL game? Yeah. For the ring. Uh, we'll get JJ Islanders. on here. We'll yeah, get JJ on here to come. So uh, sick. Yeah. yeah. He's, the, he's the sickest coach too. Well, we ran into him in Homer at the thing. He was at dinner with us. Yeah, yeah. Oh. such a great guy. Oh, that, that knockout though, yeah, like AJ's. Just oh, seeing the I way he AJ's. like 
you know, he he's he looks so small compared to that guy. Oh yeah. And he just boom that guy. I knew yeah, that guy was done. knocked out the one before that, and then he binged him. Oh my it kind of real makes you realize how big John Scott is because when right. JJ when, puts his hand on your shoulder you're at the like, dinner table, you're like, oh, this guy like could probably Mike, just cripple JJ me. Yeah, 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 if he squeezes any harder, dude, I might yeah. just be paralyzed. Yeah. You don't want to run into those guys on the wrong side of F Street. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. Nope. Uh, I got some stories of JJ F Street. We won't uh, save that for after. That. And not to right. take anything away from Scott. Like he was just pure talent, dude. And he was just gifted. That's a whole another amazing. So that's what I'm saying. He's a gifted human being oh, on yeah. this planet that was like meant to go to the NHL at 18 years old and yeah. win the cup. Like he Everything was just that good at it. Yeah, dude. Like but JJ's would, shit was just a different like. Scott would touch the puck in high school yeah. and both sides of the crowd would stand up. Like it yeah. didn't matter. It didn't matter if you were from service or yeah. eat whenever he would touch the puck. I mean, he scored like, I don't even know, like yeah. 106 points in like 30 games. Like yeah. it's retarded. Yeah. And then he brings it back to Alaska. Look at this Scotty Gomez foundation. Yeah. Like no one oh, else no. is doing yeah. that. He stuff. has the, uh, of all the do of all the guys though, you know, one, uh, so like a couple years ago, I gave him a ride home from, from F street and shit. And, uh, <laughs> And I'm taught, hey, hey, Bootsy, take me home. Yeah, well, you know, we grew up together. We're boys, right? Like, so, so I'm telling him about my daughter. Oh, yeah, she played for Shaq. He, you know, he don't want to hear shit. He's just like, nah, whatever. yeah. Just bring her to me. I'll coach her up, whatever, you know. Tell, and then the the one thing he said, and he's like, did I keep it east side? I'm like, fuck yeah, you kept it east side. You know, like that's always, that was, that's the important thing yeah. is that like he's, he's all, if you look at his interviews, everything, he always, represented for alaska which you know he he yeah. just he has yeah. the he has the title with that like to this yeah. day like everywhere he went it was it was yeah. anchorage it was my boys the way that we would do it you know yeah. he never yeah. changed he's never nope. been different never still diverted. owns the same house like yeah he's over there with Connecticut. come on man is yeah. it his parents right. place too yeah, he, he bought, bought his, his parents, parents place house. he bought yeah. the place he grew up in yeah. he lives yeah. over there we'll get scott in that. here we'll get scott in here what people don't know is me and scott grew up as little kids his mom's colombian and my parents are colombian it was a thing yeah and we used to just be together when we were before hockey like when yeah. we were little little yeah. So we'll get Scott in here and tell some crazy, yeah. uh, some crazy. JJ stories. too, man. That guy, he's a ball yeah. of fire, bro. Oh yeah. You go to the rink, man. Watch and, him coaching five year olds. I mean, he just, <laughs> dude. Every kid that runs up to this guy, hit him, hugs him. Oh, they love. They him. they hug him. They hug they him. He him. hugs them. I mean, he is like genuinely oh. entrenched in like he was at the highest level. Yeah. But these kids. But still so humble. Oh, man. So humble. Like, the he, best. I can tell his his place in this world was there. Was like. 100%. You know, that's where he, and the big smile. And I don't oh, know yeah. him well. I just, I'm a hockey dad. I, I just observe. You've seen him around the yeah, room. And yeah. And I'm like, his energy is like, it's something it's that, the best, you, yeah, yeah, you just. My daughters, he always looked out for my daughter and Nisa. He always, for Jace, you know, just take him to the camps. And, they, you know, he's just always watching out. Wow. this. He's thinking my daughter's gonna like punk, punk out or something, yeah. you know. Well, let's speak about your daughter. I mean, for people don't, that don't know, Anissa Boots plays for Bell Tire, which is one of the top, in my opinion, top three, not only men's but women's. Well, it's women's. Oh yeah, but they but, play both. But they play yeah. both in in the nation. Um, just a bad ass hockey player born and raised in anchorage from coaches in anchorage who's now just doing her thing it's almost equivalent to the juniors deal 
Would you say? No, it's it's more like um, just playing on like a, a comp team. She's somewhere, still young for that, right? Somewhere else. Is yeah, there a she, juniors for women? No, there's no juniors. So you just basically go to to college after high school, and that's what it's all about for for women. So it's more like playing for a comp team somewhere else. That the whole thing of it is is just getting competition because up here, you know, if you're if your kid is talented, they're gonna play on a comp team, and they're gonna have to travel out out of state. To get consistent competition and when you you know so a lot that's the reason why a lot of kids leave because a parent might have to put their kids on five trips to do 30 games competitively up here versus when you're when your kid leaves state you know they're playing 70 games and every weekend it's competitive yeah, down there game in and game out instead of no. flying and doing all these thousands of dollar trips they're driving from detroit to toronto or Detroit to Chicago or to Philly, or I mean to Pittsburgh or wherever, you know, they're taking these road trips and it's much easier. So that's, that's really the advantage of getting them out of there, you know, and there's a ton of, there's a ton of good teams and it's just about getting out there and competing at a high level. Yeah. So, and shout out to the hockey parents, man, that's such a grind, dude. You give up like every single weekend and the moms, the hockey moms, just out there, six a.m. at Dempsey, Bokey, yeah. doing the thing it's a for the grind. Gig. It's a full time, yeah, yeah. full time gig. And I mean, you know what? As a hockey parent, that's kind of like I did it for twelve years plus. Because all my, my big thing was that all my kids are going to play some sport, at least two sports a year, and they're going to be involved in team sports because I feel like team sports are kind of what they they you learn a lot of life lessons in team sports like how to win how to lose how to work with other people how to like take you know how to take criticism how to communicate there's a thousand things you learn and so i was just always big on like you have to do something so i put my kids in hockey football soccer tank sudo like whatever they want to do gymnast whatever what basketball everything as long as so i spent like 15 years 12 years just driving after work every day um going to two and three practice. I'm like the the van that, you know, the the taxi that picks everybody up. You got and a that, nice taxi now. Right. I got a new one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to the boys over there at Lithia. Yeah. Um, the CEO truck now. Yes, sir. But, uh, but you know, when you get done with that, you're kind of like, like now I'm in this space. It's kind of weird because all my friends have young kids and I, and my wife and I started early. So our kids are, we're like, you know, ready to go. We're like on a whole different level. And you guys all have like young kids. You're out ice fishing. We're like, we don't want it. You're <laughs> ocean boat. We're, we're trying to go to Vegas. Yeah, we're trying to go to the ocean boat. We're trying to, you know, so. We're here but, at the long. But you go, you go through this, you go through this like 15 years of doing all that. And then now you have nothing. And I'm like, hey, I'm calling my buddy Justin. Hey, what time's your kid's game? Like. I'm, come check yeah, him out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm going to come watch it. Because you miss that, like watching the game, you know, mm-hmm. so. For me, the funnest thing about like my daughter being playing somewhere else is that my wife and I get to take trips and go watch. You know, like we're going. I'm going. She's not going, but I'm going to uh, to Philly next on Tuesday to go watch the Nationals. You know, mm-hmm. and so I like live for these trips of like going to Detroit this weekend, or we're going to Minnesota next weekend, or we're going to you know Pittsburgh, and we're gonna watch. And every time we go, we get to watch an NHL game or that's part of it like the the basketball game or the nhl game or whatever yeah. and you know so thankfully like things are coming back open and we're like even though we we've gone to games recently and it's not the same experience because you you know the biggest part is like the the, the fans yeah and getting crunk with the you know so i'm the only guy with 17 beers in there you know whatever <laughs> but hey you know keeping an ea yeah keeping an ea but <laughs> 
so it's a little bit different but eventually it'll start it's starting to come back and but that's that's the whole fun part of it is like going on the trip watching your kid like watching the game it's amazing man it's such a blessing and like because of her being good at hockey our whole family's got to like do cool trips all over the place like canada and west coast and all over the all over the country really like dude matt shasby had those kids on a mission from the time they were like like they would go to minnesota in the summer and they'd be like do a do a two-week trip and he's like well we're not going for five days because it costs too much money we gotta make this count right so we'd go down there and they'd have like a dry land a practice and two games like every day wow Wow. (laughs) (laughs) it just hurts my knee yeah (laughs) he definitely ran them ragged but those kids like became like i think of that team that she was on i think like seven of the 15 are playing hockey out of alaska by the age of 14. You know, a couple guys in the WCHL, one guy in the in the USHL, her out there, and it's funny because they all they all got to re. Three of the kids are playing in Michigan, and they got to reunite a couple weekends ago when the boys were at state, and Nisa was able to. The mom came and picked her up, and she got to go nice. to the game. Yeah. And so, was, shout out to my babysitter, Nisa. Anissa, and Anna, my boy's getting watched by national hockey players here. Yeah. Yeah. She gets and them outside. I think a couple of my kids have worked at the dog stand. Anna, Anna yeah, was, I think all the kids worked. Anna at the was a mainstay at the hot dog stand. Uh-huh. Show them how to listen. Yeah. <laughs> we keep it in the family. Yeah. You know? That's so. great. You were talking about Shazby, dude. This guy, Anissa's 12U team takes on a 14U team, smashes them like 12 to 2. And then runs these kids into the ice for like 45 minutes on, was it crushers? You guys call it? Oh. Or. Oh, yeah. He wasn't happy with something. Yeah. I was yeah. like, dude, they're like six, sixth graders. That was a game you went to? Yeah. It was. You know, I, I used to go to a game, you know, once a month. and Yeah. Yeah. I remember. I, I, I remember just going to the rink and I'm like, man, they just handled these. They're like little 12 year olds and four, 12 and 14 year old gap is a big gap yeah. uh, in size of children. Yeah. yeah. You know, we talked like two year old gaps in kids is like a big ass gap. Yeah. And uh, when I saw that, I was like, damn. Okay. Like, not judging. I mean, I came from a, all of us have played sports in the 90s. We all come in That's the early 2000s. Yeah. yeah. You, you, you had coaches that just, you know, you're puking oh, yeah. in trash They're cans. Hard. It was, today yeah. it might be a little different. You know, there's a lot of sensitive folks out there, but I saw that and I was like, Okay. He's, Let the coach do his job. He's be, Listen, well. He's parents breeding, be quiet. Just sit breeding. on the sideline. Let that, the coach yeah. do his speaking job. Speaking of the bat, speaking of that, you the know? best thing I'll say about Matt Shazby is, beside aside from him being an amazing coach and putting that team together and running them since they were you know, ten years old to fourteen. I mean, he had those kids lined up right. But I remember the first meeting when we first. Uh, so the way it worked actually was related to JJ. I was selling. I was helping mm. JJ find his first house. And I had I had went to Ben Boki. I went to the wrong practice, and I I go in there, and it's like Brian Bethard and Matt Shazby and like Derek Donald and like like Cernovich and like these these five. Like I knew all these coaches were like UAA players, and I'm like, my daughter was with this awesome coach Greg Plett at the Moose, and he was, but he was a dad, you know, and he he was yep. he was amazing because he was such a high energy guy, and he got the love going for for the sport. But, you know, he's going to only take it so far. I go to this practice and I'm like, and, you know, with with her, like all my kids skated and, you know, 
you could you could already see when she was four years old, like, oh, there's something there, right? Yeah. So I go to this practice, and I'm like, damn, this is the team that I need to get my daughter on, these guys, right? So fast forward that summer, I'm selling a house to JJ, helping him get his house, and I'm like, hey, uh, you know, I, I want to, what's up with Matt Shazby's team? Like, I need to get my daughter on that. And he's like, oh, let me call him right now. So he calls him up, and he's like, He's like, yeah, Boots wants to get his daughter, and he and Shazby like already is like, oh yeah, she's my number one recruit. Like, what's up? <laughs> like, he already, he already <laughs> yeah, 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 scouted, was, right? Yeah. yeah, and I'm like, yeah, she's seven, you know, whatever. <laughs> so we get on the team, whatever. That's we're on the All Stars the the first year, and you know, me being me, I'm like, I I was always like a good kid, like good at hockey, but I never played comp. So like I made varsity at East when I was in tenth grade, and was Gomez and Kern and all these guys and. The coach Larky is like, you know, double reverse bump. Blah, blah, blah. Like, I'm like, what, what the fuck? I'm lo- I'm lost, right? The only, the, thing I could do is, the only thing I could do is only thing I coach Wilkie didn't teach us. Yeah, this. like all I could do is check people. So I'm just that's what I'm there for, right? So like, so like, <laughs> you're the John Scott. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like I'm just I'm checking people. So JJ's gonna beat you up real fast. Yeah. So you know, like for me, for her to be on the All Stars, I was like, oh shit, I'm going to get the suit, the pants, you know. Cause when we were kids, like the all stars, oh, the all stars were the shit. Yeah, so I, oh, I got yeah, her. I remember time. when I got her the first suit and the track. It was like I won, you know. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. My, da- my daughter's like on this shit. I bought her the red tacklers with the. You already oh, know, yeah, the whole, like I'm authentic. Now. The whole fit, yeah, yeah. everything, right? You so had then, the track suit too. Yeah. So then, yeah, just matching. No, I didn't go that with you the know. dreads, but I wanted to. But I wanted to. <laughs> so the next, so the next year. After she gets fully kitted, Shazby's like, "Yeah, I'm going to North Stars. Uh, whoever wants to come with me." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, "Red to blue, Fuck, red to blue." So I gotta I, find some more money. Yeah. So we had to make a decision, and like of the kids that were on that team, only three kids went over with Shazby. It was like best choice we made, right? Because he. So, so anyway, <laughs> fast forward, we get a we go to the team meeting. And this is like squirts and they're like, you know, he's got a really group, good group of kid, but he's going to move them up so that they can be more challenged. And squirts is like eight, eight uh, years old. Yeah. Ten. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, uh, he's like, goes to the parent meeting and he's like, I'm just going to let you know right now, like they're going to get their ass kicked pretty much all year. And you know, it's going to, it's going to suck, but they're going to be challenged. And he basically is just a no nonsense guy. He's like, you know, they're going to get their ass kicked. It's going to be a challenge. And none of your kids are going to the NHL. So save the drama, basically. He's just like. Oh, good for him. You know how <laughs> hockey is like, you oh, know, the, it's so like political and all oh, this yeah. drama. Up and down. Dude, Calm down. This hockey guy mom. doesn't like that dude, guy. And it's just, you. you know, we don't do all that. So, so my wife, we're sitting in there and we're just like, fuck, yeah, we love this. Like, he's like, yeah, you know, your kid's not going to the NHL. Basically, like, your only job here is to, like, drop your kid off at the rink on time and pick them up on time and let me do the rest. And I was just, like, done. Sign me up. So, like, you know how guys, like, you have a daughter. Like, guys are, dude, I was dropping my daughter off at the rink at, like, 7 and, like, figure it out. (laughs) Like, like, once he's, you know, I was, like, 8 years old. Like, once he said that, I was, like, cool, you could tie your own skates, right? Like, we're figuring this out. And I'm. I'm dropping her off like early. I don't go in. I don't carry the bag for her. I don't do none of that, you know. Yeah. So like that was the that was Matt Shasby in a nutshell. He was just like, let me do what I do. You guys do what you do, which is like pay the bill and drop your kid off, and then the yeah. rest is, and and you know the proof is in the pudding. Like those kids, the proof is in the hoodie. In it's the hoodie, blue, it's blue and it's blue and gold. gold. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that was ready to play. That was a Should great I play move. the song again. <laughs> All right, we're gonna finish off some trivia button. here, yeah, boys. Let's go with the oh, we we're gonna finish yeah. off yeah. trivia. Forty-six minutes later. All right. So, question two: Sea wolves. What is the name's origin? What's it mean? Man, I saw a boat out in Homer named the Sea Wolf. I was like, yeah. Bad. Was it the That's one? That's a was damn it my good name. That was a really good name. And if you know the answer to this question, it's a really. I've damn got a neighbor name. like right down the street. The his the his boat is badged up with the Sea Wolf badge. Oh, let me let me just give a sh a quick thing. We are trying to name Jack's boat. From the double shovel. Listen, if you have a name, we have a bunch of bad names. We have up. two pretty good ones. We have pretty two pretty good ones. One is the Caribou Call, the which caribou is, call is very, that's that's a, that's a, very yeah. good. Yeah. good it's one. very good. And the but other one is the Insider. The Insider with cider as in C I D E R right. cider. Oh, the insider. That's really good. I said double love... penetration, but it didn't get a lot of steam. <laughs> the DP <laughs> did not. Yeah. You said wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 That might yeah. That doesn't. Wait, wait, wait. I want two holes in my boat. I am. Hey. <laughs> I got hey. five in the back at the plug is every it, time. Yeah. Does it have two plugs or one? Five. Five plugs. Five plugs. So it's five. Is that a Woolridge thing? I mean, what is going on with that? It's a hand job. Oh, okay. Are you making a rubbing tug? So we're looking for a name. We're looking for a name for Jack's boat. Yeah. Listen, you know, if you, you got something what? cool. We'd love a play, like some play on double shovel or cider, but if it, if it's something different. Yeah. You know what stung too. the nostrils last weekend? Last week? What? Was Friday? Was it Friday? You guys went down to home? Were right? we FaceTimed? Do you need an answer? Oh, you guys FaceTime me? No, no, no. When was that? On the water. <laughs> no, no, no. Was we it, wanted to include you. Was it like 7.57 in the morning and I dropped that net off and the boat's just sitting there and Daniel's sitting there and I'm like, damn, Jack's boat's pretty sick. Oh, thanks. Dude, that boat is sick. <laughs> it needs a name, man. I was I like, dang. The Woolworth needs I a name, I was like, dude. Woolridge. Woolridge. And I was like. I always say Woolworth. I was like, Why? man, I want to go. But I well, we go. wanted you to go. No, I know. Next year, Carl. This was the no fish year, so come next year, they'll be the, the, first, the first person to call me was Jack. Post Derby. For the record, fuckers. Thanks, Jack. Well, what? dude, I texted you at like 9 No, no, no. I got the text. Yeah. Oh, that's, call? That's great, but I got a call. What about the first guy to leg wrestle you? Let's see it right you now. You ready, bud? So do we have an answer to this? Well, oh, uh, yeah. No yeah. one tried to. Well. You ready, bud? <laughs> This sea is wolf. the delay tactic here. Sea wolf. Okay. So name That's my boat. One. Send us some names. You guys answer no. some questions. All right. All Listen, right. if you have the winning name of the boat, dude, <laughs> you're going to get a hoodie. They should get you a full get you'll, hoodie. You'll get a UAA no. green and gold yeah. hoodie. Full yep. pack. If yep. you come up with the winning name, you get the hoodie. Yeah. Sticker, hat, beanie. The whole, the whole kit. Sea and wolf's yep. name origin. No clue. Like, wait, wait, hold on. The, the premise of this question is, like, who is the man that, like, threw it out there? Who What's like, the sea wolf what's the story? name mean? What does it mean? Okay. The, what's the origin? How'd it come about? I want to say it's Russian. That's, uh, I'm feeling that's like Alaska my, Native um, I want to say it's Russian. I want to say it's a Russian boat, a Russian whaler, a Russian sea ship, wolf. a Russian influence of some sort. That, You're going with that? That had to, maybe a captain, maybe something that um, 
they were pillaging. Is it like a a sounds waters? like you're rapping in Spanish right now. <laughs> is, is it like you're, you're trying to come <laughs> up with like a pirate? La casa. I've heard this around the fire. <laughs> mira, rap mira. It's like a pi- you think it was like a pirate type thing? Yeah, yeah. I want to say it's the name of a Russian pirate boat. Okay, that's, that's Daniel's. That's my right. guess. I, I feel like it's like a um, like a sea lion. I mean, that sounds kind of... Oh, like a certain breed or a certain... Yeah, like a sea lion's a pretty vicious critter. A lot of people okay. think like, oh, sea lion, they have this cute face. And I'm like, no, it eats meat and drags things down to the bottom of the water and drowns them out. And yep. it's a predator. It eats meat. Like if you were swimming, if you jumped off Jack's boat out in the middle of the sound and there's a sea lion, it could grab you and take you down and you would never come back. Okay. It's not like, you know... So that's your guess. All right. yeah. So okay. like a like sea a, wolf. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm gonna say it, it's but in, uh, but in flipper form. Just to be the leader of a pack in a in a treacherous environment like the sea. Mm. Sure, man, Ooh. Brandon, like the lead dog. You were yeah. so on, dude. Like you were so on, but then I don't know this like Colombian, like I don't know Spanish got you off. But it's what? totally a, a mythical creature from the Clinkets. Ooh, and it, so it's the, meant to uh, wish us good luck. Which is why you'd want your oh. boat name that yeah. if you're going to catch some kings because there's mm-hmm. no kings out there. Mm-hmm. You, know, you yeah. want to be that ten year old catching you know the hundred fifty thousand dollar fish. Unless your what name is Daniel Fifield. His dad was amazing. Yes. How about our boat name Go though? Down. This guy, I was like, oh, trying to call the name in, and he's like, what is? I was like, what's the name? He's like, COVID nineteen. Like, <laughs> Are you serious? He's like, yeah, we're too sick. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, so I call it in. I'm, I'm like, like yeah, COVID-19. Dan Fifield with a banger here. She's like, huh, COVID-19? I'm like, yeah, we're too sick. <laughs> <laughs> didn't niner, get a laugh. Niner. Didn't get a laugh, but, you know. If only we right. had a radio still. They didn't no. laugh? They didn't laugh, no. Oh, oh man, that's come funny. on. Yeah, I don't know if she got the joke, like, too sick, you know, or not. I don't know. No, she didn't. I don't think she's from Eastside. She's probably Homer. There's probably swing. some yeah, but the laughs on other show. boats. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think oh, was all west. No, the side. worst part was we didn't. Our radio wasn't working either, so we had. I called it in, so oh, no one else heard it. Right. <laughs> oh, okay. I would have probably got the clap back from other boats on that. Oh, but, no doubt. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty. So funny. I had the the Alaska native. Yeah, let's get the history yeah, on that. Really what is it? What is it? What is it? For all these uh, wannabe Seawolves fans, I know all of us fucking went to UA. Um, me, me and Josh did. Yeah, it was a clinket. At least know, in the part of mythical creature. which seawolf. Which was thought to give you good luck. Yeah. Like this hoodie will. If you go to LaskaWallProject.com. Yeah, yeah. That hoodie is sick, actually. Yeah, it is Seawolf colors. When I cracked the box yeah. open, I was like, and you had seen it. Yeah. You'd already seen it. And I did the inventory. And I'm like. Yeah, wow. they'll That's probably be dope. sold out by the time this podcast comes yeah, out. Yeah, no, it's. So we did have a favorite dad joke on the Homer King trip. Ooh. I thought it was Ooh. pretty good. The dad joke? Yeah. So you can't you can't it? answer this one because okay. you know this one already. Well, let the two. So da- the what dads is answer. a pirate's favorite letter? <laughs> I don't know. Something like R. No, it's the C. <laughs> <laughs> See, <laughs> you didn't give uh, it the right like flex. Oh, oh man. Shit. Okay. yeah, I, I think there needed more lead up to that. Yeah, that was better when we were like eight side or most in. Oh, I bet. The, the sea. Boat. Damn, do you want to? I felt so left out, dude. Hey, you didn't miss anything. I was following on you guys' Instagrams. Like, oh, it's not. Yeah, dude. you didn't like the it FOMO. though. 
Well, I just, you know, I'm. Yeah, Dan I, I was like, that shit. Dan was like, yeah, I tried to text my brother a picture, and you already, you already. He's like, yeah, I already saw it on Instagram. Like, fuck, crazy world with Brando and Carlo on Instagram. Right. Yeah. Every well, time the, I see Brandon, every time I see Carlo on my story, like, like saw my, I'm like, I'm still in shock. Like, damn, old Carl's on here and shit. Carlo's like, on Instagram. Yeah, yeah, yeah he is. Yeah, Carlo he joined the This is the year. Time, yeah, dude. Brandon and Carlo it. came out of the woodworks in yeah. 2021. And they're officially on social media. Yep. Give they them a follow. They have no up. idea what they're doing. No. Not at all. <laughs> I suck, dude. I'm, I'm like the worst. For the record, man, I was out ripping with the kids on the side-by-side. I was nice. out on, I was yeah. in the valley, and the, the cell phone was in and out. I kept trying to take... I was trying to take a bunch of stuff, and I'm driving, and I'm... You know, and I finally just put my cell phone away. I'm like, yep. dude, it's yeah. just too much work. Yes. Good call. You know? Did and, you see uh, me giving oh. Carlo the, tut- the tutelage? I'm like... This is how you do a story on my Instagram, like yeah. we're in backwards yeah. lodge. I know, I'm still waiting a quick, for a, a quick funny update. story on the derby. So we had full intentions to like film oh, this, this entire thing. Okay, <laughs> I wanted to film it. We brought the GoPros out, and I'm like taking footage the whole way, and you know, yeah, those ciders will get in the way. So yeah. what, what's just let's start off with this though. Like Daniel did a great job filming on the way down, and we you know we're pulling into that ridge as you was it grace ridge right before you drop down yeah. and we, we yeah. pop off right and off we're watching people down, fish yeah. and daniel at this point is all this is an important fact daniel's all about catching kings and getting the boat in the water <laughs> so let's hear the rest of it oh and setting us up for aj's steakhouse and getting us reservations yeah. boots oh, came you were full lead dog, dude? that's where we saw jj yeah, I went that full night lead dog, man. Oh, dude, Listen, did, did the other guys come with you to the steakhouse yeah, yeah, everyone. Yeah, oh, brother, the homies, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Listen, no one was there. there. It's cool, man. You Listen. didn't miss out. Yeah, you didn't miss sure out. I didn't. JJ yeah. was there, yeah. but you didn't miss yeah. out. Yeah, Dan was there. <laughs> Eric yeah. was there. The whole boat. Yeah, the owner. Brother, there. that's the only one that yeah. caught the king. Yeah, yeah he did. Yeah. Come. yeah, put him on it. Anyway. So, so I'm taking video, right? And I want to do Josh, this like thing king right there. And so I decide that it's it's a good idea to like I want to get like the boat backing up into the harbor. And, oh, um, it was all sick, dude. I, I set the I set the GoPro up on the little tripod to like get the boat going yeah, up, and I'm like, man, I want to speed it up and get multiple boats going in the time lapse, right? So we put the boat in the water, and I'm gonna go um, park, park the, the park truck. The, park I'm the truck. The boat and the, running. Yeah, so I go park the truck in the trailer, and I come back. I was and, the film guy parking the truck. With like eighteen well, guys. Well, not everyone can park. park or drive a truck. Well, no, with no, 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 we, so, no. So, no, that's a very true. The, the statement. other factor we had is that, like, we had the little brother factor, where like yeah. CJ mm. and Jerry were off doing something else. So it was Freshy and me and Daniel, oh, like doing boat okay. stuff. Yeah, and and you trust certain dudes with. Yeah, no, park I mean, there's the truck. Like, hey, it's not his right. truck; it's his dad's truck. No, no, with I the mean, trailer. it's a team effort. It's I'm, a team I effort. Could, I know yeah. how to handle a trailer yeah. and back up yeah, a trailer yeah, yeah. and do this right, stuff. Right, right. Okay. So I'm like, I'll he take care of that. Yeah. Yeah, I just relied on. I was like, I'm going to do yeah. the trailer. So I set up the GoPro. I'm going to get all these shots pop, of the pop, thing pop, going. Pop. I go up. I go park the trailer. I come back. I'm like, where's the GoPro? And we have to walk the boat back. And the whole time we walk the boat back, other people are. They don't really have the lines designated like Whittier, where it's like this is in and this is oh, out. People so are in, in, the in, place. and then there's like yeah. these random outs. So they're like coming around our boat, or we're going around their boat. Just oh, this weird deal. Yeah. And so lots of people are foot tracking traffic on that dock. But I'm thinking this mm. is a cool shot, dude. Oh, I'm gonna get money. Oh no, it's ten boats. Yeah. Speed it up, dude. Just dun 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 dropping it off, right? Yeah. So I go drop off the truck in the trailer. I come back. And I don't see the GoPro. And I'm like, oh, man. 
so I called Josh and Eric and your brother, and I'm like, hey, did you guys grab the GoPro maybe? You know what I'm saying? I'm like, no, I didn't grab it. I called CJ, and they had left, you know, the the harbor. I was supposed to meet you guys at HH or whatever. Well, then the you went yeah. back to the truck to look. I did. So the... I was like, let me. So they, they're like, no, yeah, we don't the, see it in the boat. Full I'm scramble. Like, I was like, You're oh, like, maybe oh, I just took it with me. So I go back to the truck. And I look in the truck, and I'm like, man, I would have just set it on top, and I don't see it. Yeah, and I no. just realized, like, dude, someone stole the GoPro, dude. I was like, that's fucked up, dude. So yeah, I, I'm mad, dude. That? I meet I meet these guys. They went at the from airport. fishing and wanting to catch a king to like only caring about this GoPro, mm. dude. I was upset, dude. Oh yeah, I was no, upset. I've already took a lot of footage. There. I'm trying to like do something for Alaska Wild Project, film something, do a yeah. bunch of cool stuff. Yeah. Full documentation. Full documentation. Yeah. And, and so, um, but we're going to go fishing. So, like, we get out there, I think, an hour oh, in. I well, have, well, well, then we tried to leave the harbor. But then Jerry and, and uh, CJ didn't bring the only thing we asked them to bring, the bait. Oh, Remember? Geez. So we leave oh, the bay. Fuck. What the and hell? then I turn around, I'm like, hey, man, you brought the bait down at least, right? And they're like, oh. Uh, it was like, all right, we're going to turn this around. Come back around. Get the bait. Pro tip, you put the bait in the boat in the driveway. Oh, so it is thaws a pro, out. Pro tip. Just, just, yep. just throwing tip. it out there. Freezer in the garage. Right to out, the boat. Out to the boat. Drop it. Yeah. You get to wherever you're going, it's thawed. Yeah. But this is also like so, like lack of communication. Neither here nor the there captain, now. Right? Just wanted to let you guys know that that's usually yeah. a pretty good. Tactic. Like the, the next cap, time when we bring you, we'll, 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 the captain yeah. knows like, hey, we're gonna, we're gonna launch a boat and go fishing. And yeah. I just I didn't he realize he gives tasks. It's like, hey, yeah, yeah, the I'm captain can't do it all. No, it's like, hey, not. you park the boat, you bring the yeah, bait, you yeah, bring the beer, yeah. you bring the food. Like, do yeah. your job. And it should all yeah. be in the boat. Yeah. So anyway, anyway, I'm fucking pissed. We go out on the boat. GoPro's it's a beautiful lost. day. I'm we got gorgeous. No I had a good time. Bathtub water. Oh, dude, I'm like, man, someone yeah, stole the photos this were thing. Stupid. Dude, I, I were called so the harbor master. I'm like, did someone turn it in? I might have left it. Nothing, nothing. Oh, we man. go do our whole trip. Go out that night. Come back, yeah. and then on the way back in, I'm like, man, maybe someone like kicked that thing in the water mm -hmm. on accident. It's funny because we, when you walked down, we were walking up, and I saw it, and I was like. Damn, it's sitting there on the tripod right next to the water. And, well, oh, here comes Daniel. So, we, oh, he's going to pick it up. And in that time from when we passed it to when you were walking down and we said hi to you and you went past us, someone had kicked it in the water. So, it yeah. was like so, a small, so, so, small window. A long story short, we come back and I'm like, drop me off at the front. I think someone kicked it in the water. And I go up there and it's sitting in the water so, on the tripod, is. face up. Yeah, so I, there's like a, a family pulling in. I'm like, can I borrow your net? And they get the net. And they're like, what are you doing? And I'm like, I got it, GoPro. <laughs> yeah, and I'll Daniel put the video so on. <laughs> and dude, I was so like happy, dude. Three different people from our boat took a video of Daniel doing this, so yeah. it is. Great. We'll put it up. We'll put the, the video. Up. Yeah, he is so excited. Yeah, that was the only thing we caught was the GoPro. <laughs> so did the did the GoPro come out of the rice pot? good now or where are we at now? uh the Ooh. sd card got got corrupted and the actual like mod thing the microphone mod thing got fucked up on it um i actually haven't like put a new one in and to see 
what but, it was. I, oh, okay. But I know the camera yeah. turns on and the SD card got messed up, but I think it's still going to be. Well, GoPro's but, designed to go in assault. Yeah, I thought it was. So, it is, but not, 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 not if you add the mod. I have the, yeah, like the media mod. Right. It has a uh, good microphone on now it. That thing's like toast. That. That's toast. Done, done, dude. I just pulled it out. It's like. Oh, Crusty like, dude, and, totally. Yeah. Like it's been in the ocean for years. It yeah, looks salt weird. water just fucks oh, everything yeah, it fucked up, it all. dude. So yeah. we we saw two people lift things like the Stanley Cup down there. You know, we saw the ten year old lift the winning king, and he, you know, I we're thinking that's a hundred and fifty thousand dollar king because yeah. he won Amazing. the biggest king, the biggest white king, and the youth. However, and, and all the side wow. bets because he was in the twenty five, the fifty, the right. seventy five hundred, and the two. The two likes the he the only one he wasn't in was the one fifty, which is what we were in. Oh, all right. So he yeah, was so in he and, killed and the two hundred. So, so he won all the side bets and everything. Yeah, yeah they but killed it. I Shout did, out to his dad because you know. Yeah. You know, a ten year old yeah, little boy dad. caught this the kid. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. How big 20, was it? Twenty six pounder. Yeah. Oh, that's a hog, dude. I told that Dan if one. he didn't bleed ours, we could have had. We might have yeah. hit like sixteen and a half, maybe. Yeah, he never bleed. Never bleeded. He bled it, and we. Dan did that. Yeah. We went down no, to four. Rookie mistake. He's a Deshka fisherman. He's like, yeah, I harvest well, meat. You none know? of us, to his credit, none of us said anything either, Eric. Neither. Well, it didn't matter. What, what was the final weight? We were we were fiftieth, bro. So we're out, yeah, way yeah, out like, four, You were you were like fourteen. When we caught that fish at nine oh seven a.m. Shout out to to Alaska. When we caught that at nine oh seven a.m., we thought we were winning the. Oh, day. that's a good shout I'll, out. I'll tell you when he sent me the picture. I guessed it at sixteen pounds. That's what I. I yeah, I thought what, 15, what did 16. it weigh out? Weighed fourteen. Okay. Yeah. yeah, but I'll tell you what the 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 eats don't even matter because that was some good. Oh, eats. dude, yeah, yeah. look, you're a boat that got a fish. Yeah, that's right. And so, and not everybody did. The, no, the, I heard it was a slow, tough fishing. Yeah. We weekend. had our uh, downrigger flag twice. Once was for a halibut, and the other was an Irish lord. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it was tough. Yeah. It's all good though, man. Like yeah. y'all are out there. It was about and getting out. What a beautiful day that the, was. The day it was, was just amazing. stupid funny. It's like kicking beautiful. off the summer. Like you know that it's summertime now. Mm -hmm. You know you're. Oh just, yeah, is it? You're. Out. I mean, yeah. I was suns out, guns out, sending videos, oh, yeah. sending videos to my kids, like shirts off, just red. You know, a lot of the cider mosas in you. Oh yeah, you know, just just doing it. What an it was just amazing. Yeah, it was. Was a good it just time. the three of you on Eric's boat too? Yeah. Man, that's a good number. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. You don't got good. too much shit, just enough yeah, hands to help Dan, with everything. Dan was cooking up a lot of chorizos, man. That, that was not good. Oh. He forced mm. me some chorizos. Oh, so you're blowing that hotel room blowing up, it out. dude. Yeah. yeah, the bucket got used. <laughs> yeah, chorizos. Yeah, the bucket definitely came in handy for sure. The mm. chorizo is not the best choice of diggities. No. Not no, the best glizzy. No. 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 Yeah. yeah. So um, this whole thing with uh, raising their hands up, celebrating, like that kids, the 10-year-old, he was oh, stoked. Yeah. We watched it. Yeah, it wasn't even close to what you'll see in the video when Daniel nets this this GoPro. He is so excited that he nets the GoPro. <laughs> it is. I watched them both, and there's. It's not even close. Daniel is like the real champion. <laughs> I turned the whole weekend around, dude. I can go to Salty Dog and talk to Gene in peace. Man, we didn't see Gene all weekend though. Oh, Where Gene? was Gene at? I don't know. He was so excited. He was out. Pretty. Late. I asked for her. She said uh, they said she was got home early because she's a manager. I'm like, wow, she came up because usually she's out here keeping the bar open for us. Oh, you know, she's moving yeah. up in the game. Yeah. I'm sure a lot of like the other bros in the game of documenting the adventure. Yeah. Ship breaks, gets lost, tips over, falls in a crevasse. I oh, mean, you want to talk about me? I mean, <laughs> oh, Wreck It Ralph. Gears. 
I just take it as a grain of salt. Like shit's gonna get broken if I borrow it. I'm probably gonna, you know, break it and fix it. Like that's how it goes. You know? How about like was it? I think like it's karma. Three weeks ago, we hooked up, and I was like, "Yo, I got the I got the gift bag." So I got the I got the merch, and we we link up, jump in the car. This dude just grabs the bag and goes. <laughs> right away Takes our beautiful Alaska Wild Project badge Should have got a thicker bag I yeah. mean it's <laughs> He's like <laughs> It rips yeah. It's like well You know That's kind of how it is Yeah, yeah. No, I mean yeah. I, wouldn't, ride, ride I wouldn't have it any, I wouldn't have yeah. it Any other way though yeah. I mean I'd I'd go down in a plane With you and survive In the woods any day One thing record, about it so. is It's going to probably Come back to you Better than it uh, left you because it's going to be newer. <laughs> yeah, gonna get a new one. <laughs> He's like, let me get you the upgraded version. I of definitely, that. I definitely don't come In short reach. on the wallet when it comes to repairing my friend's shit. Oh man, I break it. What about Dan's rods on the Kenai, dude? Man, two. You know, well, two rods. Bait casters, man. I don't like. Yeah, bait you're casters. not a bait caster guy. No, I'm a, I'm a, uh, I flip and I use my fly rod and those are bait casters. So it has a weird handle where I'm used to holding it a different way. So you hit the fish and it pops up out of your hand and that that thing slides forward, and I'm uh, I don't leverage know. I got, is I got the tennis elbow now from just flip a, after flip hundred thousand flips on the Kenai River. Like I said, I've been going there since I was in my underwear at four years old, and like like I literally caught my first fish in my underwear on the Kenai Keys. You got a picture of that? I do. I post okay, it. we'll put that up. On yeah, this. put it up there. There's a husky just boy out up. there just getting after it. Yeah, man, old blonde boy from Glencairn Trailer Park, number thirty-two. It's a half chub. Just you know, couldn't 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 afford the couldn't afford the waders or the boots. So pops had me out there oh, with the man. fucking the black the, the black rubber boots with the orange sliding soul. the sliding treble hook or the treble hook with the sliding weight and the cigarette dangling in his mouth like yeah. fishing you know whatever you know yeah. back in the days and, and uh, caught my first fish out there. But so I've been doing it for so long that day, you know I never fit, fish with the bait caster. I hit the bait caster, boom, the rod slides out of my hand. I'm like fuck now. So to this day, I fish with two hands on my pole now because I'm, I'm getting to that point where I'm old and shit. Remember the time you went with me and you lost like two of my rods in a row? It was. Was that it? No, it was another time. (laughs) I lost one of yours. With my brother, you lost one, and then you lost another one. I lost one of yours. No, no, like the sockeye was just like there goes the rod, like like it's you know like a rod just. Darts down into the stream. And for me, that's that like like, sinking uh, feeling of like, I've been fishing my whole life here since I was a little kid. Oh, yeah. I've never one time lost a a rod, and this day I lose two of my buddy's rods in the same day. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? We got that one on you, dude. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know what? This dude says he fishes the shit all all the time. You're on my boat. Brought you there. Oh, no. I mean, (laughs) you put us us on the fish. Like, there's no doubt about it. Like, everybody was like, da 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 all day, rod bending, just... Arms were just carpal tunneled yeah. out. Like, yeah, yeah. And fish I, I after fish after so fish. To this day, I fish now. When I'm on the Kenai, I fish with two hands just so I don't lose the rod. <laughs> like, these fucking things cost six hundred. I already lost a few. Yeah, of no, them. they get expensive. Yeah, I don't oh. know. You know, your hands get you know forty two. So, my forty two. Yeah, forty two. Yep. The Homer tournament was great though. And shout out to our boat. Everyone put in a lot of hard work. They were dialed in. Um, every single person did an awesome job. Yeah. And uh, we had a lot of fun. It's an amazing and trip. All the listeners get down and do it. It is great. Yeah. I mean, we yeah. came home empty handed and we saw the greatest time. Yeah, it's not about catching the king. No. That that's a that's a bonus. That's the icing on the cake. That's the but the trip, the drive, the drive back. I mean, it's like t-shirt weather. This you know, time. there, there's yeah. like, 
because it was a whole month later, so it was a, a lot warmer. Man, I saw all the pictures, man, driving down the 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 bay, like. Oh, dude, just like no, everything. I was like, man, I was like, could it be do, any better? Like, what the hell, dude? Just like, like everything we do here, like it's it's about the it's about the adventure. It's about the trip. Yes. It's not about the kill. It's not about the catch. It's yeah. not about. It's about could, the boys get a time. It's about the to boys get out getting out. Yeah, that's it. You know. Thank everything, you, Josh. It's everything. not about the kill and the catch it's and not, all that stuff, dude. No. It's the, the time out, out in the woods, mm-hmm. yeah, out in the salt, out in the river. Right. The you know, conversations, the, the, the bonding, the yes, just that's, all of that's, it. That's our church, you know? That's what yeah. we do. Yeah. 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 yeah, I agree. Good. Good. Yeah, we, we yeah. kind of, like, dubbed this word. It's called Alaska Rich. Yeah. It's this, like... I like it. You know, you can be Alaska Rich, rich is... is it has, it has many forms. Yeah. But it's... Uh, and it might kind of sound cliche be, to some... You know, you can you can segue in. I, I just wanted to say it's the experience. That's what yeah. the weekend warrior, the moose hunt, the the, the yeah. big trip, the the guy adventure. that's able to get out there and do what he wants to do, and he's got his little cabin, and he's got his little Toyota truck with the thing, and he's has doesn't, his time. Doesn't to get got out a there. lot of money, man. He just but you're Alaska rich. You know what I'm saying? You have the time to yeah. go do all these things. You know that's that's something to strive for. It's the sunrise. You, know, you could do it at every different it's level. You the... could be in the tent or you can be in the big cabin. So it doesn't of the matter. Moose hunt. I'm so we went out on our our snow machine trip to the Backwoods Lodge out in Cantwell, and uh, our buddy Nick Pless brought out the the back strap and the. Um, the moose tenderloin and that was the first time i've actually had a steak i've had i've had dogs i've had hamburger and all that but you know going from trying a caribou steak to eating a, a moose tenderloin is there's Ooh. no comparison no, no. and i oh, mean you want to talk close. about selling me like i i don't think i'll ever get a caribou permit before i'll go on a moose hunting trip ever again because i am fully motivated to get i want to be part of a moose kill i want to go experience yeah. that i want to see the call in I want to see how that all works, like the, the the field dressing of the animal, all those things that go into that. I'm just like, I'm looking so forward to our our raft trip this summer or this yep. fall. Yep. Like, man, that's gonna be a. I hope we get a moose because I'm just like, I'm hooked now, man. I, I can't yeah, eat any, really, anything it's really else. Tasty. It's amazing. Yeah. And we didn't actually even touch into the the hunting tip yet on on your hunting, and I know that I kind of took you on some of the first hunting adventures you've been on and yeah. and you've you've taken it on on your own and, and gone on your own and, br- and brought your oldest sons on some of those hunting trips and and what's your like mind state on the whole hunting aspect of what you're doing that's just another little element of what you got going on yeah what's your feelings on it i just feel like it's i'm at the tip of the iceberg like i was telling these yep. guys earlier like i haven't i haven't really got into it i've only caribou hunted and uh you know, I watch you guys do the sheep hunts, and I feel like that's as it, that's calling me. Like it's a thing that I have to do. I feel like at some point now that you know, I've I've been it's kind of role reversal for us now. Like where you're super busy and I'm more free in the last five years building yeah. these businesses and all that. I've been kind of super busy and couldn't go on any of the stuff when you guys were doing it. And so now I feel like I'm to a point where I'm ready to do that, and I feel like. It's just there's this endless adventures like that I could go on. I'm like so looking forward to this moose hunt that we're doing. I hope that if we don't get one, I could go on another trip and just like the the whole sheep hunt. I mean, it's just I'm just drawn to it, just drawn to it. I just want to do it all and experience it while I can still 
do it while I'm active and while we're all in that in that mode where we're just going out and doing it, you know. So yeah. it's just it just we went from planning shows to planning hunts. Yeah, it's just another <laughs> it's just another thing that just man we when you live up here like if you're not doing that stuff, I don't you know it's tough what are to you live. Doing? It's tough to live here, you know. Here then. Yeah, you're you're yeah. you know if you're not if you're not utilizing what's at your back door, then what what are you doing here? You know, those yeah. are the people that don't like living here. You know, yeah, so yeah. and really quick for any people that are listening, and it's like, man, you're not really into it. Some of our boys, like a JJ was mentioning, it, like he wants to come out on a trip with us. Like, dude, hit us up, man. We are we are yeah, a source we'll of information for people to be like, what do I need? Where should I go? What should I do? We're not going to give you the fucking epic secret spot, but we're going to get you in the right path. Or like, yeah. you want to go with a guide? You, you know, hit us up, man. We are here to educate and we are here to help people that are trying to do it newbies professionals anyone that needs a little extra advice we're in a we're in a platform with many people that are, are been doing this for a long time yeah. and we have a lot of advice to give and we're going to be open and honest with you and be like i wouldn't bring that or that that sucks yeah. i'd bring this or that like simply from experience mm -hmm. i mean you're talking to an, an experienced group of people shoot us an email you have a question about this or that and we'll be honest, either A, we can answer it, or B, we know who can answer it. I so. feel like you're, you know, you in particular, you've you've been the guy that, you know, a couple guys put you into stuff, and then you kind of flipped that and brought all your boys in. Like, you know, yeah, like, like you brought all of our friends into hunting where they weren't necessarily hunting before you and Cisco or whatever. But you in particular are like someone that wants to just like, know oh we're this week this guy's coming with me or that you know you have some random person come with you and you show them the ropes and that's kind of you know you've always been like that teacher kind of guy yeah you know yeah it comes from a lifetime hand, of, of being a teacher and i think yeah. jack has kind of the same things as as where there's one person that needs to take charge of the group yeah and you got your boys in your group and it's like if no one organizes it and teaches other people how to do it then no yeah. one else is going to pass that on right i think it's also important to pass along like the philosophy behind it like mm -hmm. we're out there for that reset, enjoying the wilderness, enjoying time with family or friends, teaching kids how to do stuff, harvesting for food. Like we're not out there for like trophies. Yeah. And yeah. It, well, <clears throat> what I've really struggled with is like finding people my age that aren't out there for the trophies, that are out there for that experience and that are willing to put in the hard work to have that reset to harvest that meat to share that with your kids and you know teach that to other people and um anyway i'd rather take a new person than someone who's like looking for the biggest oh yeah ram or oh, the biggest time, whatever dude. i'd rather take someone that's never been and i have so much to show you and you're not going to learn it all yeah. on the first time yeah. but they're so ready to absorb it all yeah. and they just gains i gain so much more from that then like taking someone who's like done it all and they're just looking for a new spot or whatever right. like i'm not don't hit us up for that yeah Think or about ha when have to bring home meat every time yeah you know it's no. like we well, go out and work for it this isn't guaranteed we don't need to find a new spot we don't need to fly in with a guide to this other thing like yep. we're gonna go work yep think about when i was on when i was thirsting for a for the you know after i first had my caribou and then i wanted a i wanted the rack you know and we went out and Shit, I was, you know, shooting at everything and just ready, you know, that whole trip, I was just yeah. ready to, ready to kill. I wanted a rack so bad yeah. that I could, you kind know. Kind of bloodthirsty in a way. Bloodthirsty, like, yeah. yeah. You know, and that whole, and 
when you think back on the trips, you know, you, you all go through those, those, all the different things that come along with hunting. And that was one of them. And I just think back on that, like, you know, it takes away from the experience, you know, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. the experience is the main thing. Yeah. Being 100%. out there. Yeah. Being out there, being up there, thing. whether you get something or not, if you get something, that's just like the cherry on top, you know, that's the, the peak of the pyramid. There's a lot of levels below that with that. You are gaining a lot of experience and knowledge and, yeah. and fun times. You know, all my favorite moments have to do with like remembering a certain footstep I put down when I was working hard towards a goal or like in a good mind space or watching the animals when they're alive. Yeah. Like yeah. all yes. of them are those two. Yep. There's no best moments yep. like holding up the biggest rack. Yep. Yeah. And as an example, yeah. the post I posted today, um, for those of the, I mean, this is a little late and you go back, it's just a little trail in the Golcana where we portage. That's the most nightmare fucking time of the entire trip. The rest of the time is glory and beers and fun and all that. That's the time where you got to carry all the stuff for a quarter mile across the canyon. And if you know, you know, because that's the time that sucks. Yeah. But that's the time that you remember. You know what I'm saying? And that's what's actually important. Like absorb that sucky time and just let it radiate radiate out to something better. Without the suck, you don't know how good everything is. Yeah, that's right. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it helps you enjoy the little things a lot more. When you experience that shit that puts you to the fucking test. Yeah. 100%. Man, oh man. 100%. The littlest things, a sunset, a sunrise. Yeah, the clouds. The, the, the clouds, the, all that, the rain. Watching the a bull and a cow inter, intermix and the bull ain't legal. You ain't shooting nothing, but you sit there for three hours and you just watch, watch them it. in their natural habitat. Yeah. Interacting, doing their thing, just. 100%. Tell me what you, you know, everybody remembers the photo of the big rack. That's cool. Put that yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. Post yeah, that's that a, thing. That's a blip in a, in a in lifetime huge, of, of yeah, experiences. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah, those well, big racks we got that day, that was a great day. I was going to say, man, that that caribou kind of journey hunting that you've done. Yeah. And that day you, like, literally guided me on. Right. I mean, we had our pick of... It was thousands of caribou. I mean, there was just racks on racks, and that can't, Daniel actually showed me that spot. We went up there on yeah. a Friday. I was like, "Hey, I'm looking for," you know. Brandon was down to go. We went. Yep. It was 26. Just came off of a 10 day moose hunt. Literally yep. four days before that. Yeah, I'm like, "Hey, let's do a day trip to Cantwell." We literally went up there. Left at you know 6 a.m. Got up there on the trail at 10. You know, by by 2:30, we see 3,000 caribou yeah. up there. You know, by near Pouring Brush Canyon Valley, in the Brush Canyon area. You know, we ended up shooting two side-by-side, just epic bulls, you know, in the middle of, you know, they're in the middle of rut. We didn't, it was like the last day of the season, and we kind of, we didn't even think about the rut factor or whatever, Mm -hmm. and ended up shooting two beautiful bulls, and then, you know, we we had to learn the hard way about the rut and didn't. The meat. Yep, the meat. Yep. Yep. So you guys know the secret here? What's that? Milk. Milk? Yeah, you soak it in the milk. Not oh, this bulls. is beyond. These these this is beyond. Yeah, these the not these bulls. Even no. old, even yeah, old no. Uncle Tommy couldn't couldn't. No, it was it was a humbling. I, I I like that you brought that up, Josh. Yeah. Because, you know, just like Jeff with the mediocre podcast, and you know he likes to talk about the real. Yeah. Yeah. You know, not everybody's Let's shooting the three seventies and all the the bullshit, right? Like, yeah. We had the most epic 
day trip you could like ever want. Yeah. But we go and harvest these two beautiful, big, healthy, mature bulls. Side by side. Side by side. And didn't eat an ounce of the meat. Yeah. And I'll admit that. Yeah. I didn't eat an ounce of that meat because it was rutted out. I mean, yeah. I, I. When we were cleaning them, you were like, do you smell that? And I'm like, no, it'll be okay. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a rookie. Well, you guys went stuff. the whole process. You got it processed. Oh, no, I, 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 well, well we got a portion of it processed. My uncle's a butcher. I took it to Uncle Tom, yep. Yep. Johnny Wags. They process it. He's like, well, we let me give run him 20 let me, pounds. He's like, let like, me hey, run 20 pounds. We'll see what it tastes like. Jalapeno hot cheese hot dogs. Jalapeno cheddars. Yeah. You know, Uncle Tom could eat it. You know, he's like, that's ah, not bad. You know, whatever. I ate it and I, I threw up in my mouth. I mean, it was mm-hmm. very, it was bad. I cooked a, a tenderloin in my kitchen on a cast iron on butter, salt, pepper, yeah. butter on a cast I iron. It. I don't know what other pure way you can put game meat. Yeah. And, you know, I stuck my house up like Couldn't eat rotten it. sugar bacon. Yeah, and like you feel horrible. Disgusting. You feel horrible because you, yeah. you know, it takes away from the, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, like it, you know? here I got this beautiful rack over my doorway, and that bull is. And that story's forever tied with Yeah, it. like yeah. In, in that hunt, the stock, the Everything. kill. The, the way the, it happened. Bro, yeah. like your caribou was fighting and like brawling for like an hour, and he was just. Yeah. That whole like scene dude yeah. that we saw and like we shot mine and he dropped and the whole herd didn't move and then yours was fighting and like he fought like three other caribou and was like this in my head it was yours brawler that was fighting, but no that was yours was that mine. was fighting dude okay. he was just these bulls kept challenging him he was just da 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 yeah and he, and he and he fought off two other bulls and just made him submit yeah and he took them and it was just like damn dude like he wasn't even the biggest bull but he just Owned him up, dude, yeah, and no. he was just this. It was so cool of experience, but then like, but being new and hunting, but, uh, and, for and, me, and, I didn't, I, I didn't even know about that. Yeah, pro I, mean, tip, I knew, I knew but tip, I didn't know, tip. man. That's something you learn yeah, the hard way yeah. after September twentieth. Yeah. Well, I, I know there's a lot of mule deer hunters out there right now that are. I hope at some point listen to this podcast and whitetail deer and these guys that all kill big, huge bucks out there in Iowa and Minnesota and the different areas where they get some monsters and and. They've had this experience too. They've yeah. killed a, a rut, a rut animal, and yeah. you know what? For me, it's for the better because now to this day, I'll pass up. Yeah, yeah, me too. On that rocking yeah. and chair, that's, so that's where I want to come in with yeah, the pro like tip. I like just, you know, when you're, when you're looking at a caribou that's yeah. in the rut, dude, their throat is engorged. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Their their mm-hmm. their fur is really white and really engorged, where you can tell that it's really swollen, neck. swollen up. Yeah. So don't shoot that animal. Shoot one of the lesser bulls that is maybe not as engorged, and you'll save their meat. You yeah. know, or, or shoot don't, a cow. or don't or don't shoot. I mean, or it's like shoot. one or the other. Like well, I you're did, either... I did donate my meat to the Alaska Zoo, and so, so did meat, I. So the meat you know, got, it yeah. was used. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So, you didn't go throw it in a dumpster. I mean, we right. we it was a it was a a time of humility and and grounding for a person who felt like I think I know what I'm doing out there. Yeah. I'm this Alaskan guy. I've killed moose and bears and done all this stuff and I went and harvested this animal and you just feel bad. I was like, you know what? But that happens. For me, I was it was my first time even knowing about that. So like I said, I I hadn't been hunting for years. I just started with you. And yeah. so for me, it was like the first time I even heard about that. And then 
when I found out that it was like commonplace knowledge that every hunter should know, I felt like a jackass for not knowing it. But yeah, well, it's not something that everyone should know, and hopefully, some people are gonna walk away and learn something from this. Well, it helps when you when it slaps you in the face. Yeah. I feel like it really meat, does. Meat care that I would consider that part of meat care. It's like kind of an afterthought. Yeah, it very really, true, it Jack. Really, it really I mean, shouldn't be. It shouldn't be. It should actually be a planned. A plan thing, yeah. and we should actually maybe do an episode on meat care. Yeah. On like, listen, nope. be prepared, yeah. especially that Alaska's heating up. It's hotter now. Let's just be honest. It's hotter now when you're when you're taking these animals, and be prepared, and what to Very do with true. that. I had another time where I caught. Uh, I I shot the first time I brought my daughter Annalise and um, Cyril with us hunting, and I wanted to get my daughter involved in hunting, and I wanted her to see the kill, so. It was me, you, Cisco, Cyril, and Annalise. We went to Eureka, and then uh, we camped not at 360 because it was too windy, went down in the valley, and then the next day we went way back to the Yako Valley, and we uh, I ended up shooting two caribou because I had a proxy. So my daughter got to, like, see. It was amazing trip, like, saw the stock, like, you know, walk down, shoot this one, then we go get the, the meat trailer that we left over here. Boom, here's another one. So we got two caribou down. And then, you know, it's this is later in the afternoon. We're way back from camp, you know. And uh, so we get them all cleaned up. It's like 7, 7.38. We don't get back to camp until midnight. We got them in the, in the meat wagon. And we're just like, oh, we're, we're going to leave the next day. So we leave them in there, right? Another, another learning lesson, right? We leave them in there all the way from that night to the next day when we when we wake up in the morning, go home, get them back to to processing and everything. And by that time, it had been a full day that they've been. And we're thinking, oh, it's been they're going to be cool, we'll be fine, whatever. But you know, little the heat is still on the meat and it's and it's together it's spreading. Oh yeah, it's even oven, though dude. even though it's freezing cold yeah. outside, mm -hmm. they're compacted in this meat wagon and, and they're together. Bone rot, right? Yep, yep, and so, yep, but so luckily, it, that meat did not get tarnished. But that was another thing that we didn't think about on meat care that we kind of learned on the go. That like you know, hey, you got to get this out of the trailer. You got to separate it. You have that to, convection, even if you're transfer. leaving in the morning. Yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Even, even if, if you think it's cold even at if night, you've, you've yeah. been on a, a fourteen-hour day and you rode a hundred miles and you're back with your kids. And you want to have a fire and you want you got to get the meat out. You got to spread it out. You got to yeah. hang you it. Know, whatever hang you it. Can. Whatever yeah. you got to do. Mm -hmm. And so we learn. You know, all these things. Like there's, there's no real like you know guidebook <clears throat> to teach you all this stuff. Yeah. Or you kind of no, learn it. Really. Learn it as you go. Yeah. 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 Or whatever. So I have a really good story on meat care that has to do with sheep you know so you're out sheep hunting in august that's you know, a tough one too it, it's not cold or whatever and so you know we all we've always brought um up two black you know hefty bags like the construction strength per like whatever quarter so you know we'll haul like 10 or 12 of those in <clears throat> to cool the meat down in a river so the meat doesn't get cold so uh my dad and i when knocked down some two rams in the same day a few years ago and uh, we cool them down and then get back to camp late and the next night we cook up these both of the tender we took a tenderloin from each ram and uh, I mean they they were cold and they didn't get wet we did all the right things um, you know good good care while while uh, butchering these animals 
And uh, one of the tenderloins tasted like sheep. The other one was the, the most god-awful taste I've ever tasted. Yeah. yeah. And no idea why. So, you know, we sat there all night um, kind of figuring out what we wanted to do with all the meat. And so we did what, you know, like the old grandpas told us was like put it in buttermilk. So we did put this awful, awful taste, like throw up your mouth in uh, meat into uh, just one of them. We, we had them all separated, so we knew which one it was. And it was a, it, you have the horns right now, Brandon. There's 13 oh, year old, yeah, there's that, a 13 the year old double ram. Boomer. Yeah. And there was some weird stuff going on on one of the tenderloins where, like, we went to go cut it and there was some pus coming out. So we had to, mm. you know, cut around that. And we realized the animal's probably a little sick. Oh. Um, anyway, so we go, um, we soaked it overnight in the buttermilk. And, you know, that, the, I'm not a chemist, but the enzymes in the milk like pulled all the blood out. And that that sheep, the old sheep that tastes awful, was one of the best tasting animals I've yep. ever eaten afterwards. Wow. And one night Pro tip. soaked in the, the buttermilk. So yep. that that did work. And um so it it's kinda like one of those learnings. Like we didn't know. We heard from his my dad's dad, you know, that, that yeah. worked mm-hmm. for like elk in Wyoming back in the day. Yeah, which know. are one of the for the record, I'm sure these guys can vouch, one of the worst tasting animals at rut. Was it was it because of rut or was it because of just I, I think it, it was, was sick. the, in, was the sick. injury he was sick. Oh, it okay. it wasn't during rut. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it yeah. wouldn't be rut. But it was very much identifiable that it wasn't like meat care, you know. Yeah. Like we yeah. did a good job on both animals. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. He's he's like the butcher. Does that does that apply to rut or does it just apply? I think to... it does. Really? Yeah. Now okay. it doesn't apply to bone rot. Yeah. So I, yeah, I know bone rot's we, like gangrene rot. Right. Yeah. So you don't uh, cool that rut, animal. Rut's around. pissing meat. Yeah, I took that. I took so, that meat from the trailer over to uh, Alaska Sausage and. You know, it's funny because, you know, Daniel will tell you the story about my first kill when I had the full... I didn't know what the blood situation was going to be. You can post this picture of you when I was fully... The elbow deep. Oh, fully yeah. suited with the... Grundins. Oh, yeah, Grundins. Yeah, everything. Yeah. And so I take this meat over to um, Alaska Sausage, the, the potential bone rot or whatever, and I'm... <laughs> You know, I gloves on everything. This guy just picks it up, just like my uncle Tom. You know, yeah. picks it up and just puts his face right in it, yeah. smells it. It's and good. He's like, ah, I think you're good. You know, I think you're good here. Yeah, yeah. we'll let you know. Yeah, <laughs> Uncle Tom, Uncle T, baby, we got to get. We'll, a, take a bite we'll, of we'll it. get one of these uh, meat guys in here to talk more about like oh, yeah. the meat science and taking care of meat mm-hmm. and special tricks and <clears> the milk <throat> and all that. Yeah, um, we ran into three hours, boys. That's good job. Wow. It's a long one. We didn't even get into it really anything. No, well, we're going to bring no, you back. Definitely yeah. jo- Bootsy's, episode, com- Bootsy's episode coming back. 220. No, no, way before that. I think maybe episode yeah. like 40. Yeah. yeah. We'll bring you back we before the hunting season. We have to be a regular season. here. Just yeah. come pop in. And- yeah, because I feel like we just shot the shit. We didn't even get into anything. Yeah, there's a lot no, more topics to cover. Um, there never is enough time with these, bro. Yeah. yeah. What I am going to do is uh, Josh has gracefully uh, allowed us to use his instrumental beat. That's our outro. Many people have already heard the outro. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually going to play the song um, with the lyrics of Josh's outro for, for everyone. And um, we appreciate you coming in and just being a badass Alaskan and one of my best friends and a cannabis connoisseur and a hunter and a fisher and a snow machiner and a snowboarder and a badass hockey player and yeah. just a, a, a homie. 
Yes, for number one, red in the blue and gold, man. Yep. His Alaskan story is. It's only we've only just we've only yeah, just touched the like iceberg. Just a little yeah. bit yeah. of the tip, man. I, yeah. I Josh is a dude that you know we we've known each other a while, but we've become close over the last decade or less. You know, in that in that range over crazy circumstances, right, Josh? Yeah, yeah. And uh, your story is nothing short of epic. Well, and, I'm thankful for you guys because you guys I mean, you guys just put me on the gold, and then I go out there and just knock it down. That's my. Yeah. That's what yeah. I do. I I do it joyfully, bro. Yeah. I mean, I I you know, the record Ralph comes with the package, and I don't I don't give a fuck, man. That's you why know, I knew I knew you. You're two, a beauty, man. The funny thing about this whole thing is I is I connected you two yep. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I would never I was, met Brandon without Josh. That's right. Yeah. I was like, I wouldn't you know have met what? Jack without Daniel. I, I mean, was like, just, you guys it, are you guys love to go on Google Earth and look at maps and this drainage of that, and then I was like, why don't you guys hunt together? You know, and the next thing you know, here we are. Yep. How many years yeah. later are you doing Six a podcast later? Yeah. Sheep hunts. Endless hours of text messages and photos a and thousand phone calls hours and... Of, of phone calls and Google Earth searches and all that. And then all of it. That's, that's what how I'm it saying. Builds, man. Like that's what I like what I like to do is you guys gather the info and then I'll pull up like two years yeah. later. And we'll just, nerd out for you. We'll knock it down. Yeah. We'll just go full guide mode, man. Just that's it. bring that Winslow, man. That's Let's it. go do you this. You know thing. I got the Wheezy Winslow. Wheezy Winslow. Wheezy Winslow and all the buttons, man. Get all the buttons, but he's got the Safety and all the, the buttons. Maybe. Button you want to hit that 420 in the yeah. one? No, you, know I, you know I got the double blanket. <laughs> <laughs> double emergency. Oh, uh, man. We love you, Boots, man. Thanks Bootsy, for coming thank on, you. baby. Thank Come, you. Thanks for coming Come support on. that Treehouse AK down there on Boniface. Mm-hmm. Um, local Greens. AWP. All that stuff. AWP. Get on the website. Double order yourself Snyder. a UA. Anchortown Dogs. Anchor Down Dogs, thank Total you. Truck. Yeah, man. Yep. And Long so uh, pro, we're going to play pro. the song. Yeah. The song that we normally have on the outro mm-hmm. with the ad read is actually Josh's probably most yeah. famous song. I mean, I'd like to say a million downloads, but this shit came out when the iPad came out. Can I get, can I get <laughs> the east no. side, though? Well, the thing, is, the thing with the whole shit is, like, wh- the reason why I know is that still to this day, people come up to me and they say shit about it, like, 20 years it's like dude i haven't put out a nothing for yeah. how long are you still talking like this like it almost makes you bashful doesn't it yeah like it I'm, almost like, i stay humble with it yeah you know, like yeah. thank you i see i've seen it i've been out with you and they're like you're like oh yeah you're at you walmart know, hey, you're at walmart or something yeah like, hey, you, uh, hey boots you know boots so yeah. that's how that's how you know it's like timeless you know it's good shit we had a good shit yes yeah. alaska stand up we appreciate you thank you for listening we love you you remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? Liquid to last, you to the globe, close to the poles, top of the world, stop to the flows. Lately, we cold, weather struggling. Arctic flows, the record label, it's independent, hustling. I unthought for permafrost, the ball, permanent publishing. I'm waiting around for long enough, let's get the ball rolling. My speech perfecting the beat, and the people smiling, cause they all know when tingling from their hands to their feet. Lullaby for the children's sleep, anthems for the city streets, increase my energy every week. I see it now, the stars is lonely, but I'm on my way up. I pause until I wake up, I struggle to get my cake up. I fight with beats and then we write. My speech until we make a fight.
to see music's like my main bitch No matter how many times we hit The love's so thick that she won't ever try to break up And nothing could ever ever prepare The crowd could only drop their jaws and stare Watch the Joshua take them there They was never prepared I raise it down in a vocal booth and travel to get it Mixed and mastered, shipped and packaged And wrapped up in Alaskan plastic And now I'm manufactured, but they can't clone me It's Josh Boots, I'm known as all the clothes, one and only Cause I recite nothing but the coldest material Syllable spiller, I'm coming through your stereo And I won't let it go until I know you're feeling my position Off this written abuse, the rhythm's getting I'm on a search for my lyrical relevance Arctic flow sets the precedence This be the evidence I'm representing for my folks that's left out in the cold From ten units to a million souls tell me, can you feel it yet? Did I give you the shit that made you want me? Has the cold weather survival got intoxicated your party? Well, Robert Frost been covering my city for six months of the year I've been hibernated around the way And just itching for the snow to clear Water filtered and liquefied in April And drifted away in May Clearing summer nights and some of the coldest in AK And my father wonders why I'm always gone off the Roman, he told me to get a job. I said, Don't worry, Pop, I'm on it. All that flows, my only promise. I give him my heart and soul. Till he's departed, watching it grow. It's out of control, they filling my road. Fulfilling my goals, taking my chances out on the road. Dragging the shell, breaking the mold. Fully exposed, I could never be slow. I'm selling this hand to hand. I might be looking at you right now, like, Goddamn, it's 10 bucks. Come on, man. What? You ain't feeling it? Well, some of them don't. Most of them will. To those that do, I ripped this out of my mind just to give it to you. So there you have it. I know you've cried. I know you died. I know you tired of watching me illustrate this shit right in front of your eyes. I'm living my life. I'm sick of the lies. Give me the mic. I'll give it a try. My music living and breathing long after my body dies. Cause I recite nothing but the coldest material. Syllable spiller. I'm coming through your stereo. And I won't let it go until I know you're feeling my position. Off this written abuse. The rhythm's getting. I'm on a search for my lyrical relevance All it flow sets the precedence This be the evidence I'm representing for my folks that's left out in the cold From 10 units to a million souls Would you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess And act upon the claim? I say try If we never try, we shall never succeed This proposition is a simple truth You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? Total Truck Accessory Center. Go check them out at 7700 Homer Drive. They're your one-stop shop for canopies, spray-in bed liners, LED light bars, and more. Total Truck. TheTreehouseAK.com. Located at 341 Boniface Parkway. They're your all-in-one cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bartender today what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. Lawn Pro AK, your year-round professional property maintenance. Cutting lawns, but not cutting quality. Hit them up at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58 handcrafted Alaskan made cider. They also got a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Check them out, doubleshovelcider.com. Anchortown Dogs, located across from the 4th Avenue Theater in front of the historical building. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. Get yourself a legit reindeer dog. Tailored Restoration, helping Alaskans restore their dreams. Voted number one in the state since 1972. Water restoration, fire restoration, 
remodeling, cleaning, anything that you have to do with your home inside and outside, give those guys a call or check out tailoredrestoration.com.